Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Good morning, everybody. Well, a happy, 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 happy Saturday morning to all across the nation. I'm Anthony Gargano. They call me the cuz, and we hang out. We preside over the fellas. Today, a little sad because it's our first Saturday without the big man, Big Link, who is doing well and uh, is in bed sleeping right now. And you know that. Uh, We will do our best. The fellas move on with our whole crew. Figgy and Chris and Bo and we'll have some guests and the whole nine. But we're going to geek it out, have some fun every Saturday morning with you guys. And we kick it off on an incredible night of basketball and baseball. I want to start off in the NBA because, again, Brooklyn, man, without the beard, without KD, they survived Boston. The Sixers play Milwaukee tonight, and suddenly the Eastern Conference is up for grabs. It's It's been a strange NBA season, right, guys, because it – it's been a weird year. Guys are sitting out. Who doesn't play? Who gets hurt, right? LeBron AD are hurt. The whole thing. But I do believe that the playoffs are going to be great. And I think it's actually shaping up to give us some high drama over the last few weeks of the season as all the jockeying for all the seeds. And again, with the arenas opening up and with fans being allowed in, this, in the arenas again, it's going to be key. It's going to be paramount to get the one seed. I know here in the East, it's a big deal between Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia as to who gets that top seed. Sixers have their own issues now because Ben Simmons is going to be out a little bit. 
So with Ben out, you got some issues. They lost the other night, Milwaukee, and it's going to be up to the MVP, Joel Embiid, to carry the Sixers. Out West, how dangerous will the Lakers be? Is Utah real? And meanwhile, you got Phoenix that is a dark horse that's playing some great ball. And PG showed you last night that he's still a great player. We'll see what happens come playoff time if he shrinks again. But he was fabulous. He's had a great regular season. The Clippers look fantastic. And, of course, we'll touch on that. We'll touch on a lot of draft. We'll get some baseball going because last night, I'll tell you, to me, Dodgers-Padres is the new Yankees-Red Sox. High drama. It's been a great two days of that series again. Tatis, Fernando Tatis, goes yard twice. Darvish shuts down the Dodgers. And the Pods, they're looking good. They're looking mighty good. And, of course, out east, where I'm at, Jacob DeGrom, 15 strikeouts. He dominates the Nationals. Mets feeling good about themselves. Baseball up out to a great start. The Oakland A's winning 12 straight. And perhaps the best news I got all week was the ratings in Major League Baseball. Up 43% up on ESPN, up on Fox, up on MLB Network. Baseball, might it be the nation falling back in love with baseball? We'll discuss that as well. Time to say hello to my main man who's going to be with me, my little brother, the one, the only, Figgy. My man. What's going on, Figgy? Oh, just loving life here, brother. How are you? Good. I'm I'm, I'm in geek out mode. Oh, of course. I mean, it's your time of year. NFL draft coming up. You mentioned uh, uh, baseball is uh, in full swing. And as you mentioned, very encouraged that the the, uh, ratings are up. Streaming ratings are up as well. We know those those are the kids. You know, we talk about the younger audience and the streaming numbers are up as well for that. And then, of course, the NBA is uh, we're coming down the home stretch. Uh, An exciting time in sports always here in the spring. So I love it. Yeah, how was your week, buddy? Week was good. Week was good. You know, a lot of a uh, lot of talk. You know, uh, uh, on our local affiliate AM five seventy LA Sports about the Dodgers and Padres series, and is it a rivalry? Is it not a rivalry? You know, a lot of Padre fans will tell you that it is. Dodger fans will say, no, not quite yet. We haven't played enough meaningful games. Uh, but if nothing else, certainly exciting. Um, and the Dodgers. So, we, so you say no? Do you say no? I at this very moment still say no. Because uh, even you talk about Yankees, Red Sox, and even if you want to go back to the early 2000s and the Yankees pretty much before 2004 were still winning fairly consistently, that was a long-standing rivalry that lasted decades and decades and decades. The Padres, you know, for the most part, have not really been a true threat to the Dodgers for a long period of time. The Dodgers' rival had always been the Giants. Right. So um, it's getting closer to it now, and obviously both teams, I think there's no question that the Dodgers and Padres are the two best teams in the National League easily. 
Um, but uh, until they face each other in a meaningful series, whether that's down the stretch of the regular season or whether that's in the playoffs again. They played in the playoffs last year in that you know funky format when the Dodgers ended up sweeping them. If they play again, maybe in the NLCS, maybe we'll have something brewing. But at this very moment in time, I don't think anybody from a Dodgers standpoint uh, views this as anything close to a rivalry. You know what's nuts? I'll tell you because here I am, right, 3,000 miles away. Mm-hmm. And I've been mesmerized by those two teams. So, like, I've been interested in watching them. And I'll tell you, I'm not alone out here. And so, yeah, I mean, you're right in everything you say, and you would know better than I would. I'll just tell you that Dodgers-Padres is really interesting, man. Oh, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I know I'm into it. I have no rooting interest in either team. And just loving the sport... I love watching those two teams play. You feel like it's must-watch TV to a degree. Yeah. You mentioned Yankees-Red yeah. Sox, and that's how it was back then, and that's to a degree how it is now. They're two teams that have made giant splashes, have all the star power in the world. Their pitching yeah. staffs are littered with Cy Young winners, all-stars up and down the, each roster. It is, is a very formidable and exciting potential matchup between the two. Um but I just don't know if, if right now at this very yeah. moment, it could be the start of a rivalry. I'll give you that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But it's no, not I, I as entrenched totally as a rivalry at the moment. But it's definitely must-watch TV, absolutely. And it's it feels great to have uh, to have East Coast audiences interested, majorly interested in what's happening uh, for teams on the West because usually that's not the case. Yeah, a couple of my buddies like, thir- the other Thursday night, we were like, mm-hmm. it was um, kind of a light sports night. We had uh, the – the Bucks and the Sixers and the whole thing, but it was like, yeah, I can't wait to. I want to watch a little Pods Dodgers, and it's late night for us. Burning the midnight oil, right? Doing that, yeah. yeah. No, it's been great. Like it's been fantastic. So I like, and, and I love Tatis, man. Oh, he's amazing. I I do. I just love him, and he just comes up big last night. Kershaw on the mound. Mm-hmm. And he, he's just such bright lights, man. I love that kid. And having to make an adjustment on the fly, then basically telling him, you know, change the way you swing because if you don't, your shoulder is going to pop out of place every single time. You know, that's hard for a guy to do. So to do that, to try, he's still batting under the Mendoza line. But again, consider the injury he's coming back from and what he has to work through to be able to do that against one of the best pitchers in the history of the sport twice over at Dodger Stadium is pretty impressive. And I just like Ant, you know, the fact that he brings some passion to the game. We talk about trying to bring younger audiences in and what makes baseball more exciting. Someone like him, the fact that he's one of the faces of baseball is what makes it exciting. He plays with enthusiasm. You know, I love Mike Trout to death, but he's as entertaining as a rice cracker. You know, it's just Fernando Tatis Jr. brings another level, another element of passion and joy to the game of baseball. And I think he is the kind of player that they need. Although, dude, how about the ball Trout hit the other day? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. See, like, I love Trout. For anyone like, who I forgets, gotta, you know. You know? Oh, yeah. For, for anyone who forgets that he's not a great player, he's oh. getting overshadowed a little bit by his teammate Shohei Otani because he's been so amazing. Right. Now, he's the, had a great, yeah, the pitching two, and hitting. Yeah. yeah, the two-way thing. But don't in case you forgot, Mike Trout is still the best player in baseball. Oh, my God. His power is off the charts right now. It's ridiculous. He's just uh, – I love him. He's my favorite player. Yeah. I, I just – I love him. I absolutely love him. I know he's a but Jersey, I, South Philly guy, so I'm probably has a little bit to do with it too. But Yeah, well, listen, I got to go my hometown thing, <laughs> I, man. I love you know it. what I mean? Yeah, I'm all for um, it. 
So let, let me ask you, because I'm, I'm real excited about baseball. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the streaming numbers up, which means young people. It was a big week for baseball and youth in that MLB The Show. I, I'm beyond youth, too, because, you know, I love it. Oh, yeah. MLB The Show drops this week. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot, a lot of downloads, a lot of people into it. Is this the renaissance that we've wondered if it would ever happen well we'll have to wait and see because as you mentioned this is the early returns on the start of the season we're only a few weeks in or about a month into the regular season beginning so you know what are these ratings going to look like once the NBA playoffs start, once the dog days of summer hit. And by the way, this summer is different than last summer because conceivably people are going to be back to somewhat normal, out and about, doing their thing, not cooped up at home like they were last year. So it'll be interesting for me to see what the ratings look like, say, come June or July. You know, I doubt they're going to be up, you know, 50% better than they were last year. But if they're up instead of down, that's certainly the positive trend that baseball will take. But it's an encouraging sign that the ratings are, are at the level that they are at the moment, especially considering people thought ratings would go down after the, yeah. the, the, the political stuff and the All-Star game being taken out of Atlanta. And it's actually I don't know if it's had if there's a correlation between the two, but it certainly has had the opposite effect where baseball is actually being viewed more widely than anybody would have could have assumed it would be at at this point. Yeah. I Listen, as someone who just loves the sport and roots for it, mm-hmm. and after we get done the show, I got to drive an hour and a half to near Atlantic City to where my eight-year-old is playing in a travel baseball game. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's a bit of a trek, but hey. Yeah, for an eight-year-old game. Things yeah. you do for your kids, you know? Right. Well, and I love, <laughs> listen, I'm not going to lie. I love watching it. And I love watching the kids and watching it play. But I, I, I'm just thrilled that I think people are falling back in love mm-hmm. with that game. I we'll agree. talk about that and brother NBA. Oh yeah. All right. I got lots of. We, <laughs> I'm we, sure we got. You know, I had uh, Chris Broussard on the other day. Oh, I love Chris. I don't know if he told you, right? Anyway, no. So of course the odd couple, mm-hmm. and I love the odd couple with Rob and Chris. Mm-hmm. Try Chris on. He's one of the voters for the MVP. Right. So I tried to strong arm. <laughs> Okay. And, of course, there's no strong arm in Chris, but I tried. So I got to run that conversation by uh, we'll take a look at the landscape as Brooklyn takes over the Eastern Conference. Phoenix stays hot. Clippers on the on the tails of both Utah and Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you got to watch the Lakers. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Let's get into some NBA coming up next. We're the fellas. I'm Cuz, and he's Figgy, and you're going to hear from the from Bo and, of course, Psycho Chris. That's all there. We're the fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. Welcome back, fellas. Chris always hooking it up. Give me some slick, Rick. (laughs) Every every morning, man. Every morning. It's the fellas, man. Exactly. Like Slick Rick said. Uh-huh. How was your week, Chris? It was uh it was fun. Um I got good news. I've been dealing so I've been dealing with my cat who's been sick for the past week or so, but he got a clean bill of health, so that was uh, good. that was good. And then um then I got to sit back and watch this proposed European I I'm sorry, I'm bringing in soccer here, but European Super League. I got to watch that explode spectacularly. Um, so it's always very fun when you get to see a bunch of billionaires running around who think themselves so smart and then, uh, just see them to run, to see them run into a buzzsaw was, uh, very fun. I, I, I spent a lot of schadenfreude was the big, was the big word of the week for me. <laughs> you are for your treasure, man. What is that? Say it again. What is it? So What's it was the word? schadenfreude. All right. Nice. God bless. Yeah, it's it's German, you know, taking pleasure in other I know, people's pain. I, yeah. No, no, I know. Should know, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. That's hysterical. I know Bo's upset because Tatis, Tatis is Dodgers, Bo! What is it? Is it September? Did I, did I fall asleep? Yeah, oh, here he goes. Look at him. Come on, brother. You got to give it up, man. Hey, it's, they're, they're, they're good. 
They're uh they're currently two games above five hundred. They on, have man. they have three more wins than the Philadelphia Phillies. I do right right now. Because it's <laughs> wow, you want to take April. a shot too? Because it's it's <laughs> April. Rat. Look at you. <laughs> now you know what's funny, Figgy. I go ah oh, Dodger blue. Like I have no I have no uh like rooting interest right between the two. But like Figgy, I go ah oh, I like to root for like I root for the Raiders for Link. Mm-hmm. You don't like to do that, Figgy. I go Dodgers. Like I've never root for the Lakers. Understood. Right? Or the, I, or yeah, the no, I can't, can't do that. Can't blame me there. But like Dodgers, I go. Oh, you know, listen. Yeah, you know, I still mean the Phillies aren't in it. I, I look. I, I get it. Then I, I look at you, and, and then you make me want to root for the Padres. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the trendy thing to do, isn't it? Oh, look at you! Look, did you download the show? No, I. Uh, I'll, you know, I'll video get, game in. Yeah, yeah, I'll get the show. I get the show when it's like five bucks. I got the show twenty twenty for five dollars, so I'll uh, I'll install that. <laughs> I go, I don't like it. I don't like it enough to spend. Uh, I think it's seventy now. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a little out of my price range. I get you. Well, you're a poor radio guy. I get you. <laughs> you know, uh, I I think uh, I I wanted to say real quick. A lot of people haven't mentioned it. Well, I mean, at least I haven't heard it, but. Tatis hit two home runs tonight on the same uh, same night that his dad hit two grand slams and one yes. against the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a bit of crazy baseball symmetry that you only find it in that is. sport. So yeah, it's awesome. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, that's wild. That was wild. Two grand slams his father hit. Amazing in the same inning. In the same no inning. Yeah, that's I insane. mean, it's crazy, crazy. All right, um, Fig. Let's talk hoops. All right. So last night, a couple things. Let's just go over last night first. Brooklyn, no Harden, no Durant. They outlast the Celtics. Now, Celtics, they're they're, horrible. Yeah. I mean, they they started surging a little bit over the last two weeks or so, uh, but they're still hovering around 500. So they're not having the kind of season that you would have expected them to have. No, I mean, other than Tatum, I mean, they they just stink. And, I mean, Tatum was a big reason why they weren't playing well. He individually Mm -hmm. has been amazing the last month or so. He's been great and had dropped 38 last night as well. Well, interesting how they win last night because they win with great balance. Kyrie gives you Mm 15-11-9. Joe Harris is hot, 4-3s, 20 Green, 19. Uh, Brown off the bench and Blake, 15 and 13. Right. That it, it's a de- and They played some defense last night, not against Boston. So, right. And they're so small. But Brooklyn, Fig, takes over first place in the Eastern Conference over my Sixers. They're a half game back. And the Bucks now three games back. Right. Well, I mean, look, and this is the scary thing about Brooklyn. They're they're not full strength and really haven't been outside of, what, seven games or eight games, whatever it's been with the big three playing together. Right. Yet they've still found ways to win games, even despite the fact that most nights they might not play the greatest defense. But, look, it's not just about the big three. Joe Harris can fill it up with anybody. He's one of the best shooters in the entire league, easily. You know, Jeff Green has had a bit of a resurgence for them. Uh, Landry Shaman had a good game a couple of nights ago. Um, so they're getting contributions from other people, and this can only help them once they actually are full strength. I know there's chemistry issues and trying to get all those guys acclimated to playing well together, uh, but what makes it more seamless or easier for them is the fact that all three of them are just as adept playing on the ball as they are off the ball. So... You know, they can all create, but they can all just catch and shoot, too. 
And that wasn't always the case when trying to get a lot of these super teams, you know, getting themselves matched up together. So that's that's why I've been so bullish on Brooklyn, despite the fact that they don't play the greatest defense. I really don't think they need to. They just need to play decent enough defense. And on most nights when they're fully healthy, they're going to get you 120, 125 easily. You know, I mean, listen, you're, you mean, they're dynamic. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I mean, when they're there, they're going to be dynamic. And, and I understand. I just keep wondering. See, I wonder there's a couple things. One, and I, I know I go overboard with the defense thing. And, it's important, especially you know, in the postseason. I'll give you that. Yeah, yes. I just think it slows down. Now, I think there's going to be, if you look at a seven-game series, they win two to three games because they're unconscious. Right. Right? Yeah, that's the thing. For Can you beat them? Can you hold them down offensively enough or outscore them enough four times in a seven-game series? Right. That's the question. And you're not going to you're not going to really outscore them. Right. It's going to be it's going to be so let's let's think about this for mm-hmm. a second. Two games they're not going to shoot well. So you're going to win. Three games they are going to shoot well. Right? And right. they're going to win. Right. So that's where I look at it. And I look at, you know, it'll be those two games that comes down to the wire where can you get enough stops to beat them? Right. And, and it, I, and again, with the Sixers, it's going to be, they have really good defenders. Now they have better defenders than Milwaukee. Yes. Definitely. Right. So Brooklyn beats Milwaukee. Sixers have a chance because, you know, if Simmons, now Simmons is a huge worry right now. Yeah. Big time. And have they even disclosed exactly what's wrong with him? Because I feel like they say he's missed a few games, but it's not COVID-related. They said it's some sort of illness, but it's not an injury. It's been very nebulous as to what the issue with him actually is right now. Yeah, I, I think it's probably more personal. Okay. By nature. Got you. Right. So, and I think, you know, I think they're worried right now. I think they're, you know, their first, they're, I think their first um, concern has been, and his family. Okay. It's one of those. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So I, I and I think yeah. that's their and I know the Sixers are are you know, they're they're great people. And I, I know that they're behind Ben and and mm-hmm. you know, he needs to he needs to take care of some things, get his head right and the whole right. thing. So I think that's the case with Ben and right now I'm I'm concerned because there is no real timetable or end for this thing. Right, right. So, and you got. I mean, I don't know what the whether the Sixers have thirteen, fourteen, possibly games left in the season yeah. at this point. So you're coming down the home stretch here too. You are, and it's tough because like you got the second game against Milwaukee tonight, mm-hmm. and it's it's it must win. It really is a must win game. Yeah, for, yeah it's just for your for your confidence and also obviously for the standings more than anything else. Right, if uh, you want the one seed. Yeah, but it's hard when you're when you're you're a man down and that's an important man to be down, you know what I mean? Ben Simmons defensively, obviously he's the right. the trigger man all on offense, but even on defense, you know, he's in your know, top of the list for a lot of people for defensive player of the year. He's been that good all that end of the floor. Um so that's that's and a he does a loss. great job on Giannis. Yes, absolutely. And he's he's so they a guy pass that can Giannis defend. between him and, and Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. They'll 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 both guard him and it frustrates it frustrates Giannis. No doubt. No doubt. So he he's a he's a if they can get a victory without him in the lineup, that would be huge. Um but I mean I think it goes without saying the Sixers aren't going anywhere unless and until they get Ben Simmons back into that lineup 
and hopefully that when he is back in there that he's right, you know. Yes. Yeah, it's it's big. Now let me ask you, I I don't think the Bucks can beat Brooklyn in a game in a in a seven game series, but you know, I got this weird hunch. I've had it. Okay. Much to my dismay, I, I I got a weird feeling. I think the I think it's the year of the Bucks. Really? Yeah, and like they're not that good, and they're and they're not that good. Now they're playing better. Mm-hmm. Drew Holiday's fit in better, and right. But I just get this weird feeling that all there was no exp all the last couple of years with all those expectations they come up small. Mm-hmm. Now there's no expectations, and it just feels like. Somehow, and I don't know because again, I agree with you. I think, and if you look at the matchups, I think they match up with Brooklyn. Right. I mean, I think Brooklyn matches up with them. Yeah. I mean, look, teams come out of nowhere. There was the year that the the Mavericks beat the Heat in the finals, and you know they swept the Lakers. The Lakers had just come off of winning two championships, and nobody thought that exactly. the, the Mavs were going to do anything. <laughs> they came out of nowhere. Exactly. You know, Giannis is still the two time defending MVP. He has had some struggles, especially at big moments in the postseason. So who's to say he doesn't turn the corner? My issue with Milwaukee. But so and so is Harden, right? I yeah, mean, Harden's had absolutely. his struggles too. Now the problem, Harden has a little bit of uh, he has a, a a handicap here, or he has some help. You know that. He has Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. He can play terribly, and it might not matter, at least in early series for sure. The deeper and deeper you get and the better competition you play, I think all those guys need to be able to click. Uh, But with Milwaukee, they're just lacking. They have no depth whatsoever. I mean, once the playoffs start – their big three, your your Giannis and your Middleton and, and Holiday, those guys are going to have to play 37, 38 minutes every single night because they just have nobody else to go to. You're hoping against hope that th- those guys don't get injured or have you know terrible off nights. Those guys have to be on every single night because, to your point, they're not good enough defensively. It would be one mm-hmm. thing if they were just dominant on defense, but they haven't been that this year. That's the, that's the thing. That, that's the reason why I can't get on board with Milwaukee. They don't have the depth. They don't have the horses. Yeah, I, listen, I think you're right. I, listen, I think the way you do it, I think it's right. That's why I said it's, it's more of a hunch. Yeah, I get it. Than, than a thought, because I, I see it the way you say it. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, you know, I think that they have issues with depth, with defense, with just even balance. Like, I like Middleton, and he can score, and I like Drew Holiday. You know, and Brooke Lopez can, can shoot threes and whatever. Right. They got those three guys. You know, you, you got a couple dudes – that can that can get hot and hit some threes for you, but man, they play no defense, right? And Giannis is still going to become, you know, he still has to be that guy down the stretch and make his free throws. Yeah, he's he's a guy that's easier to defend, especially when you put you know versatile defenders on him that keep him out of the paint and they make him to be a, make him to a perimeter player. And he has shown has not shown, I should say, that he can beat you consistently from the perimeter and until he shores up that part of his game that's a giant hole that they just won't be able to fill the problem with you know Middleton Holiday they got a bunch of threes or I guess as Chuck would say Charles Barkley got a bunch of Tito Jacksons there's no slight to them <laughs> as individual players yeah but neither none of those guys are legitimate I guess Robins to Giannis's Batman those but all those guys are like better threes than they are twos Yes. And I think that's what they've run into at multiple times in their postseason runs these last couple of years. And they haven't done much to improve. If anything, they've gotten – but they did have decent depth previously. They gutted that depth when they traded for Holiday this offseason. He's a better individual player, but you need to have more depth on your roster, and that's something that they just don't have. And that, that's, that's something that's going to hurt them in the postseason. 
Yeah, no, I'm with you, brother. I really am. Hey, by the way, fellas, brought to you by Navy and enjoy spotlight comfort and save big on your water bill with Navy and tankless water heaters. Go tankless with Navy and you can save hundreds on a new Navy and tankless water heater with local rebates. Visit tankless made simple. Dot com. Fig, hit us with some trending, and then we'll dive deeper into the conference battles. All right. Well, we talked some uh, Major League Baseball, the big game of the night on Friday. The Padres guaranteeing at least a split of their four-game series against the Dodgers this weekend. They get a 6-1 to victory in L.A. You Darvish, the former Dodger, allowing just one run in seven innings of work. Clayton Kershaw gave up two home runs to Fernando Tatis Jr. and suffered the loss. Today's matchup will be a pretty good one, too. Four, two former Cy Young winners. Blake Snell for the Padres and Trevor Bauer for the Dodgers. In San Francisco, Mike Yastrzemski went deep. Alex Wood, another former Dodgers, seven strong innings as the Giants beat the Marlins. Cardinals nearly blew a 5-0 lead, but they did hold on for a 5-4 win over Cincinnati. White Sox over the Rangers. Kansas City with the win. The Yankees with the victory as well. Oakland winning its 12th in a row after beating Baltimore. In the NBA, Steph Curry, 32 points, leading the Warriors to an upset victory over the Joker and the Denver Nuggets. John Morant, 33 points, 13 assists as Memphis defeated Portland. We talk about those Nets getting that victory over the Celtics despite Jason Tatum's 38 points. Hawks with a big win, big win over the Heat. They didn't have Trey Young or Clint Capella in their lineup. And Paul George had 33 for the Clippers in a victory over Houston. And some NFL news on Friday as well. The Ravens trading offensive tackle Orlando Brown Jr. to Kansas City for three draft picks, including their first-round pick next Thursday. Back to the fellas. Yeah, how about that? That was with beat Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. That's right. They're the O-line. Yeah. You got yeah. the greatest quarterback in the world. If he didn't have time to throw, doesn't matter. That's right. Amen, brother. Amen. We are the fellas. He's Figgy. We got Chris. We got Bo. And listen, don't forget, we got draft coverage Big-time NFL draft coverage coming Thursday for the very best of the NFL draft coverage. Be be sure to tune in to Fox Sports Radio throughout the first round of the draft on Thursday. Catch the NFL's best information man, Jay Glazer. Draft analyst, Bucky Brooks. Former number two pick, LeVar Arrington. And Fox's Kevin Burkhart, as they'll be live throughout the first round, beginning 8 p.m. Eastern on Thursday. They'll have pick-by-puck predictions. They'll have reactions to all 32 first-round picks. That's Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, with Jay Glazer, Bucky Brooks, LeVar Arrington, and Kevin Burkhart, right here on Fox Sports Radio. And, of course, the iHeartRadio app. I can't wait for it, dude. Can't wait for it. Oh, yeah. It's sneaking um, up on us. It's a huge I know. party. I know. I love it. I love it. All right, wait. We're, we're in hoops mode. Don't don't cloud me because you know <laughs> I'll go off on a tangent. Oh, 100%. That's, that's happening. So, all right. So, how do we view the East right now? So, the big picture is Nets, Sixers, Bucks. Nets uh, are obviously now taking a strangle on the conference. You guys make anything of the Knicks and how well that they've played? Other than the, it's a good story. I like the fact that they're not necessarily, you know, top to bottom the great, the most talented team either. I think Coach uh, Tibbs probably should get serious consideration for Coach of the Year 
for the job he's done. And Julius Randle, probably comeback player of the year, if nothing else, as amazing as he's been. I don't think they'll make much of an impact against any of the top three teams in the Eastern Conference, but it's a good story. And I do echo what LeBron James tweeted earlier this week, that the the NBA is better when the Knicks are at least relevant, even if they aren't great. At least they're relevant. They're in the playoff race. You know, you need that. You definitely need that from one of the marquee franchises in the league. Yeah, the the Knicks would be uh, they would be fighting to stay out of the play-in games if they were in the Western Conference, and that's if they had as yeah. many wins as they did playing more uh, more competitive teams out west. Right. Yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, we're we're going to go out west in a moment. And there's listen, there's no, I, I would never argue the strength. And the power rankings of the West versus the East, it's not even close. And it's funny because when you look at the East, and I'm just remarking about New York and even Atlanta ahead of Boston and Miami. Right. The Miami thing is confusing to me. I thought that they would be better. Yeah, they've had some guys take some steps back, namely Tyler Hero, who was phenomenal for them in the bubble, and he has come nowhere near to matching his production. And there was a report from an unnamed source earlier this week you know, saying that he kind of got caught up in the quote-unquote Hollywood life and his focus isn't there and he has some personal stuff going on. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, but... You know, he had a song named after him. He's dating a supermodel. So I don't know if some of his success <laughs> kind of got to his head a little bit. And look, Ant, a lot of this, this was discussed last year, too. How much of the Heat's success was a product of the bubble environment uh-huh. and that they were just built better for that sort of situation under Pat Riley, you know, uh, uh, you know, with their head coach in Spolstra. They, they are built better to outlast something like that than other teams were, and they weren't necessarily the better team. They were just better built for that particular situation. Yeah, and, and look, you, you, Jimmy Jimmy was playing at an elite level. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and you know, listen, Jimmy, if Jimmy's not happy, yeah. <laughs> and if Jimmy's not happy with the rest of the squad, it could go bad. It could go bad quick. Real quick. You know? And Jimmy's probably telling Tyler Hero, listen, Women weak in legs. That's the golden rule. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Women weak in title chances, all right? Right. Chip chances. <laughs> and, like, his stat line has improved from last year, but his consistency is not the same for Tyler Hero, anybody that's watched him consistently this year. So, yeah, like I said, Jimmy patience, Jimmy's patience runs very thin very quickly, yeah. as you mentioned. Uh, which is you would think that Pat Riley would crack down on something like that too, if that is if that's even true. By the way, again, right, that was an unnamed right. source that brought that up. Mm. But people are trying to find reasons as to why they haven't performed well. Look, they also got off to a very slow start because yeah. Jimmy and a bunch of other players on the team were caught up in COVID protocols. So it's hard when you're when you're playing from behind. You know, it can be very difficult to to get any momentum and get yourself back into it. So that, it that's should a add to too. the intrigue of the of the first round, though, right? I mean, oh yeah. When you look at it, right? I mean, listen, Atlanta doesn't play defense, but they got some dynamic stars. Mm-hmm. The Knicks can beat you up, and Miami's dangerous, and even Boston, to to a certain extent, even though they're so small, can be a little dangerous, can push you a little bit. So those top three favorites in the Eastern Conference could potentially get beat up early. Yeah, like you can see maybe the Sixers getting pushed to six games in the first round, depending on who their opponent might be. I don't think there's any true threat for any of the top three seeds to lose right. in the first but round to anybody. Get beat up. But yeah, to get pushed a little bit, yeah, to go six, possibly. 
mm-hmm. flirt with a seven-game series. I can definitely see that, especially with a team like the Knicks, who, who you know, as you mentioned, grind you out, beat you up. You know, play real old school '90s type of basketball. 90s Knicks type of basketball on top of anything else, to be honest with you. I covered that team, too. Oh, yeah, so you know. Yeah. You know about that grit and grind. It's a little bit little bit of a different form nowadays. Now, if you hold a team to 112 points, that's good def- That's good defense. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> you know back, back then, you know, you had your, you know, it was, if there was, if a team was scoring 70 points, Pat Riley was, you know, pulling the yeah. gel out of his hair. <laughs> so, a little bit of a different game. But it's exciting. You know, we talk about this, too, contrasting styles which is what made the NBA so great and made sports yeah. in general so great. You have a little bit of that. It's still a lot of teams shooting a lot of three-pointers and analytics and all that, but you have teams that are built at least somewhat differently, playing a somewhat more diverse style of basketball, which which we enjoy and we haven't seen enough of over the last few years. Yeah, yeah I'm with you, brother. All right, let's do this. Let's take quick T.O. We'll come back and we'll dive deep into the Western Conference and take a look at the landscape that is the West which is the true power of the NBA. We're the fellas. I'm Cuz and Figgy and Psycho Chris, Bo. That's us every week right here on Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, 
and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. Fellas! On a Saturday morning in April, the week of the NFL draft. By the way, Fish, how do you think you went over in Philadelphia when Nick Sirianni gave us the rock, paper, scissors? Oh, glowing reviews, I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely loved it. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> <laughs> a real, like, uh, what? real analytical and smart way to, uh, you know, do your evaluations. Yeah, the problem is, like, you got on one hand, there was a story, right? Forgive me, because I'm I'm at, at a low point with my football team. Hey, I get it. Right? So, and you guys got to forgive me. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'll get off them, believe me. No, look, I understand. All right, because it's a source of aggravation for Talking me. to a Raider fan, trust me, I get right? it. Right? So, it, it's one thing that the organization has empowered at the analytics department, so much so that in an, in an athletic story, it was called the Black Ops Department mm-hmm. with a special line to Jeffrey Lurie. Had its own Le- wing on the side of the building. Yes, led by, uh, I believe he's 30 now, a uh, Harvard guy, right? Young mm-hmm. Harvard man, barely 30 years old. And you wonder why their drafts have been disasters because they don't listen to the scouting department. Yeah, eschewing what the scouts say and what the football people evaluate for analytic stuff. Right. Like, I'm trying not to go Revenge of the Nerds and go low-hanging fruit, but, you know, dot, 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 you yeah. got to get understand what it is. Mm-hmm. So, on one end, you got, you know, the the uh, the, the child from Harvard, and on the <laughs> and on the other side... You got the child head coach playing rock, paper, scissors <laughs> with drafts, potential draft picks. Like, are we serious? Oh, it's like the the, the Philadelphia frat house is what it's turned into. Is what yes. It like. Yes. It's, dude, it's sickening. Like, all I keep thinking, so that day they have their draft news conference. Yes. And so we air it on my station, my local station. Mm-hmm. And I got text, Matt. Well, things going on. And I had six former Eagles, six text me out of the blue who were listening to that with, like, are you bleeping kidding me? Like, what happened? Like, if it was me, like, they all of them, six of them. And and that's no exaggeration. Within 15 minutes of each other. That's insane. Dude, are you hearing this? Bro, are you serious with this? Bro, are you kidding me with this team? Like, th- these are, and these were respected players. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, yeah, dude, uh, you know, I'm trying to commiserate with all of them. Going, are you kidding? Look, look at this. This is a freaking disaster. Yeah, and the unfortunate part is this isn't like, it's not like the Browns when they brought in, you know, Paul D. Podesta and all these guys in the front office, and the ownership could just blow them all out. The problem is Jeffrey Lurie is the one who's behind all this. He's the one that's doing it. Like he's empowered Roseman, and yeah. those guys are kind of, you know, seemingly attached at the hip when it comes to this. When their owner is the one that's empowering them, you can't go higher than that up the food chain. 
So there's nothing you can really do at that point. That's what the, the helpless feeling, you know. It is. It is. And, and you're in. <laughs> so they drive 12. Mm-hmm. And you go, even if Micah Parsons is there and they have nobody on defense. Right. They have nobody under the age of 30 mm-hmm. who's any good. Right. They're not going to take him. They're but, not going to take a linebacker. Where are they going? They'll go with a wide receiver. Or say go wide side again. Yeah. You know, <laughs> probably, I guess, they're going to go with one of the one of the Bama receivers who should be there. You would think, yeah. And listen, I mean, I love Waddle and I love Devontae Smith. I mm-hmm. get a good point. But they failed miserably with those receivers before. Right. And they're going to go right back to it. Oh, I can just see it. They're just horrible. Anyway, I'll, I'll shut up about them. We got to talk about the NBA West. That's next with the fellas right here, Fox Sports Radio. All right. Welcome back. Happy, happy Saturday morning to all across the nation. 7 a.m. in the East, 4 a.m. in the West. As we get ready for another big sports Saturday, and it is the final weekend before the NFL draft. First round Thursday, and we will uh, dive deeply into the NFL draft. A little bit later on, in fact, in the program, we're going to have a guy named Brad Feinberg, who is a betting analyst, really good betting analyst, who's going to go over the NFL draft from a betting angle. And uh, it's interesting because as we see the confluence of sports betting and the games themselves, potential outcomes, you know, you can find a lot of clues into what transpires through the through Vegas and the numbers, Vig. That's one of the things that, you know, you can look at and you can see, wow, you know, especially when it comes to something like the NFL draft mm-hmm. where information is really a premium. Oh yeah. Well, the thing is too, you don't, you never know when you're getting, you know, certain deflections of one team is trying to throw another, you know, throw the public off mm-hmm. of the trail, and that influences how you would decide to bet. So I guess you'd be, I'll be interested to find out, you know, how the 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 odds makers view that sort of thing, and how they're influenced by what the teams say publicly versus what their intel privately tells them. Yeah, and uh, and that's where confidence comes into play, mm-hmm. right? Like. You know, when you look at certain numbers, certain odds, you know, that's where it's going to come from. It's going to come from confidence. Right. And uh, anyway, I, I, listen, I think this draft is 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 fascinating, right? Because I think if you look at it, I think five, I think the five quarterbacks go in the top ten. So we'll see trades, and I do believe that the five quarterbacks will go in the top ten. Okay, and you and you believe that uh, some team will move from the teens or the twenties and try to yeah. jump into the top ten? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Carolina that. is ripe now that they have Darnold. So I think Carolina could move depending on the price. I know that they a lot of people have Fields dropping. I I, I got news for you. I can't see Fields getting out of the top ten because if I'm a team that if I'm like the Patriots or I'm a team I need a quarterback, I'm Denver. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I like Field. I, I would definitely take a chance with Fields. Yeah, and I would not sleep on Atlanta. You know, a lot of people yes. are saying that Atlanta, like, well, they'll, you know, they're trying to get, you know, another offensive weapon to put in there with Matt Ryan. You know, Matt Ryan's what thirty six, thirty seven yep. years old, and he's still good. 
but you probably have to start looking towards the future and you know how high in the draft are you going to be? I don't think Atlanta expects to be four and twelve or three and thirteen or whatever they were this past year again. Uh, I think they're better than that. So what are the odds? How often are you going to be in the top four of the draft and have an opportunity to take a potential franchise quarterback? I think that's something they have to take into account. So don't discount Atlanta possibly making a splash and taking a quarterback at number four, too. I'm also not ready to pen in Mac Jones for San Francisco either. Like, See, I, I am. You're not? I am. No, no. I think I think we've kind of like started chasing a bit of shadows when it comes to Mac Jones. I, I still think that Justin Fields could be a very good fit in San I mean in San Francisco and I think some of this stuff about Mac Jones has been fascinating but I mean it just when it comes down to it just pound for pound Justin Fields is the better quarterback it's it's really hard to argue against it's, it I mean I I would even think Fields kind of looks like he fits better in a Kyle Shanahan system. If they really think Mac Jones is better than all power to them, but mm-hmm. I mean, just just flip this scenario around. If San Francisco passes on Justin Fields and takes Mac Jones, suddenly we're talking all the scenarios we see then is about this feeding frenzy of teams coming up to try to get Justin Fields. But if you flip the script and San Francisco takes Justin Fields, I guess my question is how many teams do you see giving up all of that capital move up into the top 10 to take Mac Jones. And the See, answer Mac is not Jones, as many though, as Justin Fields. You know, I, I don't know. I, 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 cause you know, it's weird. I do hear a lot of, a lot of love for Mac Jones. Like, don't you feel yeah, that? No, yeah. no, no, go on it. It's okay. No, go no, on. no, go for it. I was going to say, don't you feel that Mac Jones, it's, it's the, you know, the, t- the prospect with all the upside versus the closer to the finished product. Justin mm-hmm. Fields, you know, we know how talented he is. He can do all this with on, on the run, and he can make throws. And, man, if I can just get him into my system, we can mold him and make him so much better, and he can be a dynamic player. Whereas Mac Jones, we kind of know what he is. You protect him well enough. He's an accurate passer when he has a clean pocket. He's not going to outrun anybody. Um, and you kind of know exactly what he's going to give you. And if I put him in my system and protect him well enough, he can be a good enough player. And I think that's why people believe that, San Francisco is the the right connection to make because Kyle Shanahan believes in his system more than he necessarily believes in trying to have an individual player, and he believes that Mac Jones can actually execute a system better. I do believe that Chris is yeah, onto I, something I though. I agree with that. That if if Justin Fields were to be taken by San Francisco, I don't know if there's to be a giant clamoring for people to move up to take Mac Jones like that. Yeah, Justin Fields is kind of he's the new paradigm, right? Yes. He is this quarterback that can be mobile, whereas Mac Jones, everyone bangs on him for one thing. It's like, well, he can't move outside the pocket, which I don't think that's the bang on him that that it is, just because we've seen plenty of quarterbacks work inside like who are statues in the pocket and they succeed in the NFL just because if you land in a good place with a good offensive line, you can do that. But, you know, the 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 big yeah, the big not, new love he's is he's not a complete yeah. statue though. No, Listen, he's not either. He's yeah, not he's Justin not Fields. Yeah, he's not Drew Justin Bledsoe. Justin Fields is there. an elite. <laughs> I mean, he's big and he's mobile, and you know, like I like I think you guys are right when you say his skill set is more attractive. I think the same thing with Trey Lance. Like, because Trey Lance can move, right? And he's got to like he. Listen, he may be raw, but Trey Lance could be. We talk about Josh Allen. That could be Trey Lance could be Josh Allen. Yeah, a lot of Trey Lance chalk has suddenly just curiously dropped off, too. I'm not sure why. And I was talking to somebody in the league that does not need a quarterback, 
And they were talking, they were in love with Trey Lance. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah. Because it, it was more, we went through the quarterbacks. And it's funny because he, this guy who is a quarterback man, loved, he liked all of them. He said, listen, I don't have a crystal ball. And it's all about the right system. And there's going to be a bust or two because that's just how it works. But if you ask me right now, Having looked at them all in my system, I think I could have success with any of them. I wonder how much early success you can have with Trey Lance, considering he just doesn't have a lot of experience in playing the position. No, you're not. I mean, look at you Josh know. Allen. It took you two years right. before you can get him right. So it's like, do you do, can you do you try to take a Jordan Love type of approach with him and drafted him, and hoping that you don't have to play him in his first year and have him have him be able to sit and learn, a la Patrick Mahomes to a certain degree as well. Because he just doesn't have – you're going to have preseason this year, by the way, which I think will be a big help. Um, look, some guys don't need it. Joe Burrow obviously didn't need it last year. But for someone like him who just needs more reps because he just hasn't had them, and even his last full season, you know, they were a predominantly run-oriented team. He didn't throw the ball a lot. He's like he was slinging it around the field left and right. So you just want to get in a situation where you can get him more live game reps and I don't know if that's something conducive that's conducive to success if you have to put him in there in his rookie season. I think it'd be best for him to go somewhere where he can actually sit for a year. Yeah, it'd have to be so, somewhere like... So could like, that be Chicago? It could be. Yeah, it absolutely could be. I think uh, Chicago would be risky just because I feel like at some point they're going to try to have to... The, the coaching staff's going to have to try to save their jobs and throw out well, the new quarterback. But yeah, I yeah, mean, but, I I mean you got that. Dalton, right? Like you're the bear, The Bears are going with Dalton. Yeah, I just don't know how long Dalton lasts into the season well, just because you know, he's Dalton. I could see Carolina doing it, by the way. You know, throw Darnold in there, see what he can do, but you draft the young kid and to, to, to develop behind him. If Darnold does anything, you ship him off for a second-round pick and you throw Lance in there next year. I could see that with, like, an Atlanta or a Detroit, too. Both have established quarterbacks, but bo- and both can obviously benefit neither of their situations, either with Jared Goff in Detroit or Matt Ryan in Atlanta are long term situations where you mm. could, you know, sit a guy like Trey Lance. Well, for a Detroit year or two. would be interesting because Detroit could be a long play place. Yeah. That's a long play option. And you know that they're they're entering a rebuild. So right. Right. they don't necessarily have to get an impact D B or pass rusher or whatever that you would look for at the top of the draft to make you instantly better. It'd be a long play for them. So yep. it would actually make a lot of sense if they were to take Trey Lance there. So my so my point is, the five quarterbacks go in the top ten, right? So then you would have the five quarterbacks: Pitts, who I think is the next best player in the draft. He's phenomenal, right? Like he's incredible. You got Chase. You got Sertain. A Sewell got, go up there. Yeah, I would throw Sewell. I've seen no, Sean yeah, Slater g- going up the boards, too. I think people are realizing how good both Sewell and Slater are as offensive well, tackles. Uh, Sewell's awesome. We heard Link talk about him mm-hmm. and the fact that he's got a mean streak at his tackle. I like him better, much, much better. I don't even think he's close. I don't think Slater's close to him. I think Slater might go up, especially if there's teams that are tackle needy, like the Raiders, Mm -hmm. and maybe they'll be fearful that somebody might snatch him and they might trade up a spot or two to try to get him. So I think that's why you know he might go up the board because a team that may have a need to fill will go up to try to secure him before he gets taken by somebody else. Slater also is just versatile. He can play guard too. So, I mean, he's he's not what Sewell is, but he's not far behind either. Yeah, he is. Like, he... 
listen, I hear you, and he's the next best. I agree with you. He's the next best guy, but I think Sewell is a stud. Like, no, I, I don't think. I, I mean, uh, and he's a great. Ta- like, here's the thing: you know, you got to tackle, right? Whereas Slater, I agree with you. I think he's versatile. I think he'd be okay. I think he'd be maybe decent at tackle in the in the in the NFL. I think he would be okay, but he's not Sewell tackle tackle. I mean, that's where you know th- that position. And his skill, I just, I love Sewell. No, but, like cards on the table. As as a Lions fan, I want the Lions to take Sewell if he's there. I don't think he'll get past Cincinnati, but if yeah, he is, I'm running the envelope if, up there. If he gets yeah. past Cincinnati, we should all start uh, a crowdfunding to buy the Bengals and try to fix that franchise. Because that'd be a, that'd be right, a disaster. Bro. <laughs> that would be. Did you see? Did you see the Bengals announce their nice new uniforms and they got a picture of Joe Burrow sitting on a throne? And yes. you can see that nice, that nice big old ACL surgery scar on his knee. Yeah, yeah. that yeah, should be yeah. hanging. That should be hanging in the Bengals draft room. Right. In case y'all yeah. forgot, you know, <laughs> your quarterback can't walk. There's a reason for that. That's right. That's classic. Uh, so anyway, so that so if you have Slater and Soul with Pitts and Chase, that's nine. Certain ten. At Parsons eleven, Devonte Smith Waddle, right? You mm-hmm. you figure twelve thirteen. Right. I gotta believe that that and maybe J C Horn, who's getting a lot of love, but I'm not in love with J C Horn. I think that is your thirteen in no particular order. Can I throw in one more name that I think might fly up the draft boards that maybe I think we've devalued a bit? Hold talk- the hold the thought. Okay. All right, because we'll get into that, and I promise we'll get into the Western Conference of the NBA as well. We're the fellas. Oh, geeking it out, man. You guys are killing it right here on Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. 
They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. Fellas, we going smooth? I always go smooth. (laughs) Don't forget, fellas, brought to you by Discover. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover has accepted 99% of all places in the United States that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes, 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. All right, fellas. We're all over draft. A lot of good NBA. We got to get to the Western Conference. I've been... We've been sidetracked by the draft because that's Thursday. There's all kinds of intrigue. So just in passing, I went over the players in case you just tuned in. I do think that there are 13 players in no particular order that are going to go. Now, we understand that Sunshine goes one. And we believe that the next pick will be Zach Wilson. And then there's all kinds. Now, as the, you look at different mocks, obviously Mac Jones is uh, a lot of people have him going to San Francisco. We talked about the prospects of them going elsewhere, like Justin Fields. So either way you look at it, I, we believe first five the five quarterbacks will go in the top ten. There'll be some trades, some jockeying for position, and the first five the first the five quarterbacks that have NFL potential will go in the in the top first 10 picks. Then you got the two, you have Locks, Kyle Pitts, who's the best player in the draft. You have Jamar Chase, who's the best wide receiver in the draft. Despite the year off, he's still a stud. He's going to go. You got Sewell, we talked about him, because he's the best offensive lineman in the draft. He's a legit 10-year starter, Stone stud. You got Slater, who's clearly the number two offensive lineman. And then you would have Sertain, your best cornerback. Parsons, I think your best overall defensive player. I mean, Michael Parsons is a is a flat out stud. You got the two Alabama wide receivers, Devontae Smith and Waddle. Uh, you know, listen, I know that Devontae Smith was 166 and people are wondering, you know, about how slight he is, but he still reminds me of Stefan Diggs, just the way he glides, like he runs on a cloud. 
And so, and then Waddle was their best receiver before he gets hurt, before he hurts the foot. So I think those those guys, and you could throw Horn in as a possibility, would be those guys. Now you have Chris, you have a uh, a long shot dark horse. I have a name, and honestly, like maybe it's because I've I've fallen in love watching him a little too much. Maybe I consider him as good as Parsons, uh, and that's from Notre Dame, Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa. Uh, he's, he's not as good as Parsons. What? He's not as good as Parsons. I he played this year, which just everything he did this year is incredible. Everything he's done at Notre Dame has been incredible. Uh Pro Football Focus graded JOK as the second highest slot coverage grade in FBS in 2020, and he's a linebacker. He is like tweeners get a bad name, but I can't think of another linebacker last year who was as good in both in both pass rush and in coverage as Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. And I think, you know, I, I understand where the love is, is coming on Micah Parsons, but I think that JOK is, he's, he, I, I, I've seen a lot of mocks keep him probably in the, near the halfway point of the first round, but he is a defensive prize like no other. And I think a lot of people should be keeping an eye on JOK. I just, I, I think the world of what he does, he, he won the Butkus Award, and he's just, I mean, just the stats and, and some of the grades he's poured out is just, wow. All right. I mean, listen, I know undoubtedly he's got, he's a skilled guy. You said it before about Tweener. I don't think he's close to the impact player that Parsons is, but, you know. Fig, what do you say? I mean, I like them both. I, I, think, I do think it hurts Parsons a little bit uh, by the fact that, you know, didn't play um the past year but i so it hurts parsons but not chase yeah i mean well it's also i mean think of the value of positions too and you know linebacker is and i know parsons can kind of do a little bit of both he was a pass rusher by trade initially before they made him into a stand-up linebacker um but there's there's just more of a premium or more importance placed on the receiver position than it is on the linebacker position he's thought of as being an elite player uh versus owusu um, so, I mean, if it were me, I would take Parsons over him, but I, I, I would tend to agree with Chris. Actually, I don't think the gap is as wide, mm. uh, as some people believe. I love Parsons, man. I do. Now, again, I've seen a lot of them cause I'm, you know, not far from Penn state. Right. So there is a little bit of that. And I've seen a ton of them and I just think he's a, a, a true playmaker. However, JOK, I agree. Listen, we all watch a lot of Notre Dame and he played, and he's got ability, uh, without a doubt. I just think it's a different age for some linebackers because, as we, we said, that word tweener, and that was always kind of a – it's always I, I've seen in the past kind of as a draft knock, but in this uh-huh. day and age with defense, having that kind of versatile linebacker is more of a – it's more of a benefit than anything. Oh, yeah, the fact that you can cover, legit cover. Now, the NFL, I just don't want to say it, but – Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that notion. And I think I mean, that, and Parsons is good at both, by the way, too. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he can be an excellent cover guy, and he's great in you know pursuit and coming downhill. Well, he's, like a, a, he's just a he's a he's a, like a locomotive. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you know? to his detriment. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I and, love the kid. I got to be real with you. Like, hey, look, if he's, you know, if he's there, I'm a teeth guy. Yeah, I don't I don't know if he'll be there for the Raiders at 17, but if he was, I would I would, I would scoop him up. 
And if he's yeah. tumbling and it gets to 8, 9, 10 and he's not there, I start thinking of trading up to get him. So it's going to be interesting. Who tumbles? Because, you, know, you know, we haven't talked about Quiddy Pay, mm-hmm. who is also, you know, people like him. He's an edge rusher. And I think it's more of a position because this is not a great draft for edge rushers. Right. D-line in general, they say this is a pretty weak draft yeah, across the board. So you'll be drafting for need at that point, which, and I don't know if that's, I'm generally not a big fan of that. No. I'd rather just draft. I, I like the, the philosophy of best player available. Yeah, I, I listen, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you in a big way. So it, it'll be, you know, like to me, it's, and the same thing with J.C. Horn. I think he's a product of his position, too. Yeah, J.C. Horn is, uh, he's very physical, mm-hmm. and uh, that's not going to fly in the NFL the way it does. Yeah, I, I worry about him. I'll tell you one thing. I like, like, I still like Caleb Farley. I know he's hurt, and I know there's some issues, but, man, he, you know, his athleticism is really good. I, I you know, I... I think you can get good value. Now, I don't know about the medicals. Obviously, they will, but I, I like Caleb Farley. Yeah, I had my eye on Farley, and like I know some people were talking about him probably ahead, at the level or ahead of Sertain when it came to cornerback prospects in this draft until the news of the surgery for his back uh-huh. uh, came out, and now he's just absolutely tumbled. But if someone's r- willing to take that risk and – it is a big risk to come back from that kind of you know injury full strength. But if someone can take the risk and it, the risk pays off, then by all means, you are probably getting just an absolute beast in the backfield. Yeah, yeah. I and again, you always have to be careful, especially at that position and the kind of risk. And that's where the medicals come into play. But you know, I I do I loved him way more than Horn and. You know the fact that Horns now the sa- is the safer option. He's kind of skyrocketed, Fig. Oh yeah, and I f- I feel Farley because of the medicals likely going to pro- he might fall out of the first round completely. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But even though oh, he'll, it's like it's a it's a Jalen Smith sort of situation from Notre Dame, yes. where he was easily going to be a top ten guy, and then still went higher than people thought he would when the Cowboys yeah. took him in the second round. Yeah. Uh, so I think that could probably happen with Farley too. But yeah, Horn is making a giant leap. I like Asante Samuel Jr. Yeah. and he's not rated I, extremely high either from a lot of for a lot of people. But that guy's a baller, you know, just like I his daddy. agree. I, I I'm with you. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say the same thing. I think Samuel Jr. is gonna go in the first round before uh, everything's said and done. Yeah, and I think he should. And I don't know if because Florida State isn't the Florida State that we've known and loved mm-hmm. the, over the last couple of years, but he's a baller. Oh, a playmaker. I, I think I think with defensive backs especially, like one of the things you should look for is like the the place they come from and the pedigree there and Florida State has turned out you know Jalen Ramsey Derwin James yep. other guys at that at that position so That's a great point Bo I I think Samuel's gonna I think he's gonna I think he's gonna find his way in the first round someone's either gonna trade up to get him or someone's gonna gonna take him and it, it's gonna surprise people but I I don't think it should you mentioned this early Amp but it is funny just how Edge is kind of it just doesn't feel like there's a lot of value to edge in this draft right now. You mentioned Quiddy Pay and I and Gregory Russo. I've seen him kind of I don't know where he is on some of these mock drafts anymore. Just everyone's kind of just bailing out when it comes to edge and finding more value in these other positions before they get to your, you know, your edge rusher, mm-hmm. which was always like the star of getting your of defensive talent in the first round. And now Russo Pay 
I don't see either of those guys going to the top 15. No, I agree. Not at all. And you're right. I mean, let's face it. It's edge, corner, tackle is how it'll go when it comes to defense, you know, and and you just don't have any edge. But a guy who does have edge is Figgy. Figgy, here's with some trending, babe. Oh, you know somebody that has some edge to him, Fernando Tatis Jr. Anthony. Yeah. Oh, and he balled out on Friday night at Dodger Stadium, hitting two home runs off of Dodger ace Clayton Kershaw, leading the Padres to a 6-1 to victory over the Dodgers. A former Dodger, Hugh Darvish, on the mound for the Padres. Seven strong innings, allowing just one earned run, as the Padres have won the first two of this four-game set at Dodger Stadium. Uh, Jacob deGrom also pitching a gym on Friday night. Complete game, two-hit shutout, 15 strikeouts, actually drove in a run. He's driven in more runs than he's given up so far this season. Jacob deGrom, Mets beating the Nationals 6-0. Yankees have won three of their last four. They get a couple of home runs from Giancarlo Stanton. They get a 5-3 victory over Cleveland. Alex Wood giving up one hit in seven innings for San Francisco as they beat the Marlins. Houston with a walk-off single from Robel Garcia in a 10th inning victory over the Angels. In the NBA, Steph Curry scoring 32 points, leading the Warriors over the Denver Nuggets. Paul George had 33 as the Clippers beat the Rockets. John Morant, 33 points, also had 13 assists as Memphis got a big win over Portland. Charlotte, Atlanta, and Brooklyn with victories in the NBA as well. Back to the fellas. Thank you. Back to us, because you are a fella. Mm -hmm. It's Figgy, it's Bo, it's Psycho Chris, I'm Cuz. Together, the fellas uh, right here on Fox. We talked to our man, the Big Link, who's doing good this week. And uh, he's getting some good, much-needed rest as he gets ready for the Raiders and the Raiders draft. Uh, Fellas, and let's talk uh, finally about the NBA Western Conference since uh, it's been on the DACA for a while. And when we look at the West, it's become a great race. Between the Jazz, the Suns, who have been the story of this season. I mean, let's face it. Phoenix has had an incredible year, 42-17. and 17. The Clippers, who are playing some great ball, two and a half games separates Utah, Phoenix, and the Clippers, Fig. Yeah, big race to the top. The Clippers almost quietly have been playing well. Now, they're not even fully healthy. Serge Ibaka's been out for almost two months. Yeah. You know, Kawhi Leonard's been in and out of the lineup. Paul George has been playing out of his mind, despite the fact that he has a foot injury. He's been actually nursing an injury throughout this entire time. He's and is playing, playing great. He out has. of his mind. This yeah. is, it, it rivals the the line the stat line he put up when he was in Oklahoma mm-hmm. City, and he finished right. second in MVP voting that year, despite the fact that he was playing with Russell Westbrook. Uh, but honestly, I expected the Clippers to be where they are, to be honest with you. Most of us expected Phoenix to be better. I don't think anybody thought they'd be fighting for the top seed in the Western Conference in the final you know, three weeks of the regular season. I mean, that's, in, that's in- incredible to me. Um, that they're and look, I know they played well in the bubble, but we've talked about how much of an anomaly the bubble was. You know, Chris Paul, say what you want, he gets banged up at the end of the season. He's not there when you need him in big games uh, in the postseason. But he's a bit of a culture changer, and I think he really added to that. Fee. He might not be the best player on the team, but that team has definitely been elevated to a different level. And really, the only major move that has been made, the only major difference on that roster, has been the addition of Chris Paul, uh, and he has been a, a major addition to them. 
And I think he should probably get legit MVP uh, candidacy conversation because he's played so well and made such an impact. I'm with you. First of all, I I was always a a CP3 fan. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I love Chris Paul. Because he he's exactly what you said. He he's a consummate pro. He's such a just such a great ball player, man. Yeah. He's so he's just such a great ball player. And he's a winner. Like I always think of him it's funny because he hasn't won, but I think of him as a winner. Yeah, everywhere he goes, you know. B- bad organization, you know, goes to the goes to the Hornets or the Oklahoma, whatever the, the Oklahoma City back when they were still down there, and turns them around, takes them to nearly the conference finals. Goes to the Clippers, who have been historically terrible, turns them around. They're a perennial playoff contender, and that has carried on to today. Phoenix has been the dregs of the NBA for the last ten years. Turns them around, and all of a sudden they're fighting for a top seed. I don't think that's happenstance or just happens by a coincidence. There's a reason for that. I, I think you're dead on, and and he should get a lot of consideration because he is the veteran presence on that team. He is because he's became the difference. Yep. Look, I love Booker, and Aiton can play, and mm-hmm. that's a it's a good squad. Man, they're coached well, and they got some good roles, like the good role players. But I'm with you. I mean that that to me is it's all about him you know. coming in. Now, with that being said. I'll say this. I mean, if you're a team like, say, the Lakers, who you're holding on for dear life, fighting for, you know, somewhere between four, five, and six with Denver and Dallas, if there's a team in the top three that you would most rather face, yes. it is Phoenix. So as great yeah. of a season as they're having, you know, you don't you don't want to run into Utah and something you brought up earlier in the show, you know, as we get closer and closer to the postseason and more and more of these arenas and stadiums open up, home court advantage now becomes a thing all of a sudden. And Utah is one of the best home court advantages in the NBA. So you really mm-hmm. don't want to – no one's really pining to want to have to go to Utah no. in a potential game seven regardless of who you are or how talented you are. Yeah. So Phoenix is definitely the team of, – of all the teams at the top of the conference, you'd most want to face in a seven-game series. Yeah, I'm with you, brother. I, You know, again, that Utah team's nasty, mm-hmm. and I agree with you. You don't want to play there. No. That is tough. You know, Utah reminds Altitude, me. Altitude. Oh, yeah. Fans. It's just a different world. They kind of remind me, but like like a souped-up version. Remember that Atlanta Hawk team with Paul Millsap? You know, uh-huh. Schroeder was coming off the bench. Yeah. They won like 60-plus yeah, games. Da- and they were dangerous, yeah. Yeah, and they they were good. They were depth. It was like the hole was better than the sum of their parts. They yes. didn't have a star yes. player. Yeah. Utah is like that, but they do have a star player. Donovan mm-hmm. Mitchell can turn it on. You know, as we yeah, saw, no, he's a legitimate star. Yeah, I agree. as we saw at times last year before, you know, they fell apart against Denver. But I guess who didn't, other than the and Lakers. you have a great big, yes, and Rudy Gobert to lock down that paint. Absolutely, you have Bogdanovich back, who's a, who's an excellent scorer. You have Mike Conley, who has Spacer, had some man. big playoff he, moments yeah. at times back, going back to his Memphis days. So don't sleep on Utah and just think they're just a regular season darling, and they'll fade. And in the postseason. you got Clarkson off the bench. Yes. That yeah. fills it up for you. That's a it's a they're a real squad and they are an actual real threat. I, I would not just to steal a line from Rob Parker, poo poo the Utah Jazz as just a you know, regular season, you know, story, and then they're just gonna flame out in the playoffs. I don't see that happening. I agree. Speaking of guys who are bowling right now, <laughs> I mean not for nothing, but Steph is ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. Yes. I mean, he's just putting on a show, dude. The last night again, Golden State Blows out Denver. They're playing good ball. They're winning. 
And look, I know they're fighting for playing the whole thing, but he he's been on display. And, My lord! And doesn't it, is it more impre- it's more impressive because you know he doesn't have the safety outlet. He doesn't have Kevin Durant. He doesn't no. have Clay Thompson. Everyone knows it's his show. He's getting the ball. He's jacking it up. And they can't stop him. He's shooting as well from the outside as efficiently as he ever has. And that's the crazy part. He's shooting more and he's making more. It's absolutely ridiculous what he's doing right now. I mean, he's not going to get legit MVP thoughts. I know that's what he says he should be, but he's not going to get it. But he's definitely going through. For anybody that doubted whether or not he can actually put up these same numbers, if he literally was the alpha dog and there was no other help from great players around him, all that doubt has been wiped away, especially considering this last month that he's had where he's putting up historic numbers. Right? My God. He's Oof. fun to watch. He he really is. He he's, he's just nasty. All right, so how do you view the rest of the conference? Now, the Nuggets leaking oil. Yeah. Now, you see they're a different team without Murray. Well, I mean, they they were just coming off of a four-game win, a, a winning streak before they lost to Golden State. They are definitely a different team, but they have not fallen off the face of the earth. You know, they're, no. they're, they're still in the mix uh, for, for at least a top two or three seed. I don't know if they'll be able to catch Utah for one, uh, but they can they can catch Phoenix. They can catch the Clippers, potentially. I, I mean, right now you're three and a half games behind the Clippers yeah. for the third seed. And I believe they play the Clippers one more time. I believe I'll have to double check on that. Um, it's not out of the realm of possibility, but it certainly isn't likely. I'll I mean, give without you that. Jamal Murray, I just don't say it. Yeah, they play the Clippers one more time, so, you and know, they play Utah I, in Utah one one more time as well. So it's gonna yeah, it's gonna be tough sledding. And I, quite honestly, no matter what they do in the regular season, uh, the playoffs uh, it's a different beast. They're not gonna make a deep run in the playoffs without J- Jamal Murray. As look as great as the Joker was, Jamal Murray was out of his mind last year uh, in the bubble for them. You know, he's that X factor for and, them. And, and yeah, and I, I know he wasn't as dynamic during the regular season this year. Yeah. But what, he, but what he does is he spaces the floor for the Joker. Right? Like, he's there. Michael Porter, you know, when you have that kind of guard play to go with Porter and the Joker – you you just space the floor that way. Yeah. Well, what he also does is give you another playmaker because right now their only playmaker is Jokic. I you know. need somebody to give him the ball in the half court, and then you can yeah. run everything through him. You really don't have anybody else to to run any offensive sets through, no. and you can do that with Jamal Murray when off the pick and roll. So that's that's, right. that's going to hurt them big time, especially in the postseason when you're playing the same team over and over and over again. You know, every single every single night against a different opponent, you can kind of get by a little bit. Uh, it's not going to work that work itself out that way in the playoffs. That's right. And the Joker, I'm not going to say he's exposed no. without Jamal Murray, but he may not be as good as Joel Embiid with limited what's around him. Wow. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not surprised by that sentiment from Anthony. That's, jeez. What are, you, what are you crowing about? What are you chirping about no, there, I, Bo? I think, uh, I think my biggest takeaway from the Western Conference so far is that um, there were a lot of uh, a lot of Laker fans, uh, like Rob G, super producer, who were convinced that the Lakers were going to fall into like the 8-9 seed without LeBron and Anthony Davis. And they really managed to tread water and 
haven't lost too much ground in this like which is shocking yeah i thought the same thing uh yeah i i i thought they would maybe fall to six or seven but yeah i i think uh i think lebron will be back probably in the next week or two here and i i think they might climb into that four speed that four spot with uh denver kind of struggling to adjust They're three games behind lakers are three games behind denver I agree. I we'll talk about it, but I do. I think the Lakers can catch them. We'll see. We're the fellas. That's it. We got Figgy and Bo and Psycho Chris. I'm Cuz together, the fellas, right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, welcome back, fellas. As we hang out, big uh, big day today. This weekend for the draft, NBA, baseball, the whole thing. And we're going through the NBA and the arcing toward the playoffs. You give any, you know what the shame figures that you look at two teams that are kind of similar. They're both fun to watch, but they're not real contenders. And that's Portland and Dallas. Yeah, well, especially Portland has dealt with the same issue for the last seven years or whatever mm-hmm. it's been with, you know, they have C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard, and it's you go, I go, you shoot, I shoot. And that can get you through the regular season, but it's not going to get you through in the playoffs. You know, they had this one anomaly a couple of years ago where they made it to the conference finals because literally every team they ran up against in the playoffs got hurt. <laughs> so, and then they got worked over by the Warriors when they got there. But yeah, they just don't have, I've always said, if they're going to make it, they're going to have to make a decision to move off of one of those guys and get help in the front court. Either you're trading Dame for somebody or you're trading CJ for somebody, and it's likely going to be CJ, to try to just get more more depth in your lineup outside of being so guard dominant. And then, yeah, Dallas, they just aren't good enough defensively to stop people, and they were they rely on Luka too much. And quite honestly, if Chris Porzingis could just stay healthy, which he can't and never has, and maybe at this point with a big guy with his history of injuries, possibly, I hate to say it, may never will, you know, I just don't see them making any large strides to improve either. If he was 100% healthy, I think they can actually do something because, you know, Chris Stapps, New York, New York Knicks Chris Stapps was amazing. But we were so far removed from that, and I don't know if he'll ever actually get back to that on a consistent basis. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So Yeah, I, I think the same thing. It's depressing because they're fun to watch. Both teams are. Luka's great yes. fun to watch. Damian Lillard is amazing to watch. And I, there's few players you want with the ball in their hands and the, the clock running down in a tie game where you're down by a couple than Damian Lillard. So what's let, let me ask you, being that that's your squad and you're there, what what's the what's the feeling, what's the sentiment around the Lakers? That they just need to get LeBron and AD back healthy is what it is. You know, the it's very impressive the grit that they've showed, the the way they've played, the, the 17 games they haven't had either of those guys in there. They've been seven and ten, which if you would have told Laker fans you were going to be three games under 500 with LeBron and AD being out, you would take that every single solitary time. Yeah. So the fact they've played, they've overexceeded expectations, and I think that's a testament to Frank Vogel. They're defensively, they've been as good mm-hmm. as they were when those two guys were healthy. So for me, and I think for a lot of Laker fans, it's actually a positive sign that they can play that well and that gritty and that well defensively without those guys because once they get integrated back in, the DNA of the team is still going to be there. We know that we can grind teams out. We can play hard. We can stay competitive without those guys. Now, once we get them back into the lineup, you know, the sky's the limit. I mean, you're basically going to have a five or a six seed that in a true year when nobody's injured, 
is easily one or two. So your road through the postseason is going to be a little bit tougher uh, if you have to place a te- face a team like a Denver or potentially the Clippers in the first round. But if you're if you're fully healthy with LeBron and AD, I don't think it necessarily matters. It's interesting. I, you know, it's funny because can you – like, listen, if anybody could just turn it on, it's those two. Especially LeBron. R- R- yeah, you know. AD I'm a little less convinced of, but LeBron for sure. Yeah, I just wonder are those – are like against the Suns, I could say it, right? Against the Jazz, though, it might be different. And against the Clippers, it could be different. The Clippers, absolutely. The the Jazz, I think they match up decently with the Jazz when they're healthy. The Clippers mm-hmm. will be a tough one. That'll be a tough out. And if I had to pick right now, I'd honestly probably pick the Clippers to beat the Lakers in a seven-game series. Today. Yeah. Fellas, right here on Fox. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. Oh, welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Fellas with you as we hang out on a Saturday morning looking at the NFL draft. By the way, fellas, brought to you by Discover. 
Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of places in the United States that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Talking uh, NBA, draft, baseball, man. Love the fact that ratings are up, streaming numbers, early returns up for MLB. That's heartening, heartwarming. Mm-hmm. Fig, I got to drive after this. I got to go, my little, my little Massimo. Uh-huh. Is um so he goes to Catholic school, right? So he's making his holy communion okay. coming up in in like three weeks. Nice. So today he has this reconciliation, they call it, right? It's gonna take it's at church and it's gonna take like an hour. All right. So I gotta meet him at the church right after we get done in about an hour. He's gotta have his uniform under his clothes. <laughs> and I gotta drive him an hour toward Atlantic City. Where he's got a game at twelve thirty. Now, what what position does Moss play? Third base and pitcher. Okay. So he, uh, we're off to a decent start, dude. I gotta tell you, this is outrageous, right? So we have a tournament last weekend, all right? And you know, like the, it, like the, it's eight year old travel, and you go, you know, all right, cause you're eight years old, yeah. But, but like they take it serious. It's right? intense. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Time. So we're playing. So it's one of those deals where it's double elimination tournament. Mm-hmm. So we're we're like one and one going into Sunday. We win the early game, and then we got a game against like the gorilla team, right? <laughs> the monsters of uh, little league baseball. Correct. Yeah. Right. Like so, there's this gorilla team that is not affiliated with the town. They're like an all star. Oh, like okay. Yeah. Running those deals. They get all right? the kids from the area and put them to, from different teams and put them all right, together. Right, from all over the place, right, right. right? They're bringing in ringers from New York. Yeah. I mean, they got to So it's this gorilla team. First of all, you look at them, you go, oh, man. Right, like you, you knew it was going to be tough. Right. So. I was like, well, that eight year old is shaving. It's weird, you know? Exactly. <laughs> wait. That was the best. This kid is 22. What are you doing out here? <laughs> so. Uh, I gotta give my boy a little a little props right. because it, we're down one nothing. It's bottom of a bottom of the first, two outs, runner on second, and Mossy comes up, ropes a double, ties the game. Nice. And the kids are like, "Oh, we got a shot, right?" You get all right. We're getting yeah. excited. Then the gorilla team starts to play. Mm-hmm. Dude, there's a kid. I, I swear to God, I thought I was looking at Jim Tomey. <laughs> like, if Drago was eight, yeah, that's what he him. would be this kid. <laughs> He's a left-handed. Mm-hmm. All right? So they're playing a, a field. It's it's a decent shot to okay. get it over the fence. Okay. Like, it's it's shot like, you know, it's meant for like 11, 12-year-olds. Right. I was like, runs. how often are eight-year-olds hitting home runs out of this particular park, you know? Right. Like, so... Put it this way. I, I've never seen anybody hit clo- come close. Mossy gotcha. hit the fence on a couple of hops. Okay. And he swings out of his shoes. And he's a big kid. Mm-hmm. But this kid, oh, my God. He not only cleared the fence, he cleared it by 20 feet. Oh, my goodness. This thing was majestic. 
broke someone's windshield God, in the parking lot. Oh my God! It was <laughs> unbelievable. He's eight years old. This kid. And it it was a beautiful, like the swing was beautiful, like that left-handed, eight years old. Mm-hmm. Could, oh, my God. You can tell this kid spent some time in the cages. It's one of those. Uh, and, like, you know, this kid's a ball player, right? So this right. kid, like, it's he screams baseball. Like, he, it, just the way he tugs at his elbows, like, <laughs> he just stepping out of the box, like, like, he's eight, and I'm like, there's no way in the world that this kid is eight years old. It's unreal. I mean, they were talking about, you know, Cardinal and, and <laughs> yeah. you name it, right? <laughs> right. Oh, my God. The shot this kid hit. Uh, it's uh, it's now, I'm still like, and it was his fourth one of the spring. Wow. And and how, when did you guys start? When, like, when did league player this whole this tournament start for you guys? Well, it started Friday. It was so, like it's just, so it's only been a week. Wow, okay. Yeah. So he's probably hitting like nine more already. Uh, yes. So Yeah, now, it's, un- it's unbelievable. Has anyone actually legitimately tried to check into this kid's, uh, you know, his age and his uh, background? When it so comes I to don't want to say nothing. Like, I'm right. not, you know, like yeah. I'm just, and plus the father listens to me, okay, right? Gotcha. He's a nice guy, right? Like, I don't want to, you know, go, go yeah. to... <laughs> How old's your son? You're not man. trying to go birther on the kid. On the kid, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I got, I got I'm you. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I just shook the guy's hand. I went, "Man, your son's a hell of a ball player. I've never seen yeah. anything like it." He's like, man, what are you yeah. feeding that kid? <laughs> My first really? question. Really? <laughs> like, it was, it was it was it was incredible. Wow. But it's you know what's cool is like being a part of that whole baseball thing mm-hmm. with the kids. It's it's dynamite. Like they you know because they're in the way. And I just want the sport to to not die. Right. You want to have kids be interested in playing and watching, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And that's a part of it, right? Like, it's great to play it and all, but you should also watch it. Which is not common or in, for or for a lot of players nowadays. And, you know, a lot of these, I think specifically in the NBA, a lot of the players don't know the history of the sport. No. They're like, who's Bernard King? Never heard of him. And it's like, all right, right? I'm, I'm sure you never saw him play. Neither did I, but I know who he is, you know? Right. You know, the fact that Shaq didn't know who Lenny Wilkins was when he was coaching him uh, in, yeah. uh, in the Olympics. Like, I, I don't know how that happens. I know. It's weird. It's one thing. You know what the, the greatest eye-opener is that I found in, especially when you get to know a lot of a lot of players, is that they're really not fans. Right. It's a rare thing to get. An athlete who's a fan of the game, like who knows, like LeBron as a superstar being a fan is completely unique. Definitely. Those guys are few and far between. He was like that. Kobe was like that. Yes. You know, but a lot of these guys. Kobe was, I mean, Kobe knew everybody. He knew knew all the history of the game. Right. Right. And I just, it's odd to me that there's that sort of disconnect because when we were kids and many of us realized we had no aspirations whatsoever of being a pro athlete, but, you know, watching the sport got us interested in playing the sport or vice versa, you know? Right. So it it never equated to me how you could love playing a sport, but not be a fan of the sport itself. Yeah. I mean, most athletes, right? It's, and it's funny, especially football guys, like, yes. And they're not into it. In fact, they don't even watch other games. Oh yeah, a lot. And a lot of you're right, and a lot of football players will explicitly say that. You know, unless I'm watching film, I don't watch football. 
I don't right. do, I won't sit on my couch, you know, after we played on Sunday and watch Monday night football like that. No. Most of those guys don't. So it, it, it's weird and why do you think it's funny because I often wonder why that is. I, I remember talking to a guy um who I would do I used to do a show with, okay. right? Mm-hmm. And he like he didn't pay attention to anything, right? Like he didn't know anything. Okay. Right? And so he always asked me, like, what about this guy? What about this team? You know, like, just give me, like, uh, something so I could say something. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, that was his his take on things, right? Right. And I go, uh, I go, dude, what, what, what? you think I want the Super Bowl? Hell no. I was like, really? Wow. He's like, nah, man. I'm going to waste four hours watching the Super Bowl. Watching two teams, of guys I hate, going to win? No way. Part of me gets that to a degree. I'll also yeah. say f- football is unique in that, you know, it's a one-weekend event. You spend an entire week watching so much film and doing so many practices, and when you have a day off or you have a night free, I can maybe understand why you wouldn't want to just sit there and casually watch other guys do what you've been doing every single day for the last, especially you get into October, November, December. It kind of makes sense football from a football standpoint. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of times I think in basketball you often see, you know, how many times do you see LeBron tweet, oh, my God, Dame, great shot. Or, you know, exactly. You see that a lot in the He's NBA. He's way. He loves it. Right. And I think universally in the NBA you see a lot of guys who give props to their friend. And the NBA is also different in that these guys travel, AAU friends from high school, they support each other and all of that. So a lot of it they're just supporting friends of theirs that they grew up playing against or playing with, you know. So it's a little bit different. Um, I do think football, to a certain degree for players, it gets a little bit exhausting having to go through the preparation process and then when you actually have time to exhale, to sit down and watch more football. It it does make sense to me from that standpoint. And you know what else, too? I I think you nailed it with the film thing. And they're so locked in their position Mm -hmm. that, and you know how it is, you play, you you don't, you're locked into your position. Right. That's all you know. Yeah, if I'm a guard, I could care less what the receivers are doing, you know? Right. And forget about the other side of the ball. Right, yeah. I mean, like, that's, you know, that's, that never happens. So, it's it's an interesting dynamic as to when you look at a lot of the NFL guys and growing up. But a lot of teams, it's funny, too, because they don't have a lot of, like, favorite teams or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And it's weird because it's... You know, it's all it's it's the fan, it's the divide right. between fan and player. But I agree with you. The NBA is is a little different when it comes to that. Yeah, there's a bit of an old school mentality when it comes to that too. You saw, you know, the I don't know if you saw the unfortunate news about uh Steve Mongo McMichael of those great Bears teams. Uh he has ALS. Um, oh, that's going through a pretty tough time right now. But even he, you know, keeping his humor and anybody that had that, that met him or knew him that he had a great sense mm. of humor was always very upbeat. Says like, you know, but it's, it's still it's still still not as bad as getting beaten by the Packers or said something like that. You know, wow, just to keep awesome. the, the rivalries, you know, was such a thing back then. And, and players took it personally. It was less of a, just a transactional business. And they actually owned it back then more so than they do now. And there's something refreshing about that. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, We'll come back, and we got four stories that we're going to debate a little bit. I want to throw them out, and uh, we want the whole whole team, a little variation of the four. These are going to be four stories that we debate as a group. 
And you could best believe one of them is the NBA MVP. Mm. We're the fellas. Figgy, Bo, Psycho Chris. I'm Cuz. Right here. Fox Sports Radio. All right, fellas. I was about to say Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Garcetto. Fig. Oh, it happens. Yeah. It's going to happen from time to time. Big Link. I get it. Stepping away. And uh, he's doing well. He's probably still sleeping right now. But oh, I can imagine. Yeah. I told him earlier. He's uh, early in the week. He's doing good. Good. Good uh, I know. We all love him. It's, I know you do, Fig. Oh, yeah. Big time. And Link and I worked together 13 years. Mm-hmm. He's uh, like a brother. I loved and, the guy before uh, I even started working with him. So Yeah. And you realize how uh, uh, that he's even a better guy. Oh, amazing. Like yes. he's one of the greatest people you ever want to meet. No doubt. No doubt. I mean, I can never say enough great things about that guy as a man. Mm-hmm. Great father, great friend. He is, uh, and of course, a great raider. That's right. So here's the deal. It's Figgy and it's Bo and it's Psycho Chris. And we're going to do the four, but we're going to do a little different spin. It's going to be more of a, a, I don't want to say a fight, but a debate. <laughs> Sometimes I like to say that. Uh, yeah, break out the gloves. Let's go. You know what I mean? So because we, we always from time to time will go at it. Yep. And it's all in fun, and it's all in good fun. So we're going to begin the four with the first topic. Here's the melee. It's the NBA MVP. And I'll start off, and I go, it's not even close. (laughs) Which I know is kind of ridiculous. But (laughs) I, I would say that Joel Embiid should be the MVP, and here's my quick argument that Embiid plays right now a team that is a half game out of the num- of the one seed is clearly the better player the, t- the best player on on that team. He has shown you with ridiculous numbers, and in fact, they only have two scores: him and Tobias Harris. Unlike Denver who's got more scores, and unlike the Joker, Joel Embiid plays defense. And he's on a better team. A team right now that is vying for the top spot of the East. The Nuggets are in a bit of a fall, like we talk about. There are three teams clearly ahead of them that they probably won't catch. Now, I understand that the number of games is going to become an issue, but the Sixers clearly, and again, despite a winning record without them, slightly winning record without them, if you saw the teams they played and you watched this team day in, day out, you know that the Sixers without Joel Embiid would be an eighth seed at best. So, to me, he's the definition of the most valuable player. Have at it, boys. Either of you guys want to go first? Bo? Uh, I mean, yeah, I I think uh, I think Embiid is probably going to win it just because he'll be the best player on a probable one seed. But I, I think if you're going letter of the law, 
you know, most valuable player. It's hard to not like look at what Steph Curry's doing, even though the Warriors aren't that good. But Curry's been on an insane run, and really, um, Giannis is doing the exact same stuff he's been doing for the last two years when he won MVP. Then, so you can make a case for Giannis. I think it's just that the Bucks aren't as good uh, as a team as they have been in the past. So I. I think you're right. It's probably going to go to Embiid, but I, it's it's a lot murkier this year than than it has been in the past. See, I don't think it, it's going to go to uh, Embiid. I think the voters, like my friend and colleague here at Fox Sports Radio, Chris Broussard of the Odd Couple with Rod Parker, make sure you listen, is going to hold it against. He told me he's going to hold it against Joe. I. I don't I don't know. And he's a voter. If if the Sixers end up with the one seed in the East and the Nuggets fall into like the five seed like I think they might, it's gonna be so hard to convince everybody to vote for for Jokic instead of uh Joel. Like I don't know if you saw that shot the other night against Milwaukee, and I'm not talking about the one where it's like a quarterback pass off the missed free throw that almost ties it. I'm talking about the fall away three. That a guy who's seven foot two, three hundred and thirty some odd pounds should never make. I'm talking about a guy, a big, who shoots his free throws at an eighty five percent clip, and who plays defense is a rim protector. He's the best player in the league. Oh, oh that might be whoa, a bit oh, of a stretch. Hold on, <laughs> I was on your side, but wait, 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 you gotta. Can't you can't say that? I just did. <laughs> Look, he's playing well right now, um, and I'll be honest with you, my stance has changed from last week with Nikola Jokic being the MVP. But I have not swayed over to Joel Embiid. I have swayed more towards the direction of the gentleman I brought up earlier, being Chris Paul. Now, granted, he's not the best player on his team. Oh I will God. readily admit that he's absolutely not the best player on his team. I love Chris Paul, but most valuable player. To a team that went nowhere last year or the year before and has been terrible forever. And the only thing that has changed for that roster has been him. And they have gone from being the dregs of the Western Conference to being the top of the Western Conference, which is by far better than the East at this point in time. They have a better record than the Sixers do playing in the tougher conference. He has played big in big games, on the big stages. Again, Devin Booker is a better player than him. I will never deny that. But if we're talking about the most valuable player to the team that he is on currently, I'm giving that nod to Chris Paul. And by the way, it doesn't hurt or help Joel Embiid. He's not going to end up playing even like 70% of the games for the Sixers this year. And I do think durability does have to play into a factor of being the for, for the MVP race. And he just Well, he got one he got one injury and it was a hyperextended knee that kept him out for a couple weeks. And it's not his fault, but uh, unfortunately I, that it does get factored in. And I saw a stat earlier this week and I'm going to maybe misquote the numbers a little bit, but only one player has won an MVP award and he's played less than 80% of his team's games in a season. That's precedent too. You, you, I mean, part of being a great you know, player and a valuable player is your availability on the court. So, and it has nothing to do with him being out of shape or anything. It was an unfortunate injury. This hurts LeBron, by the way. LeBron was one of the front runners for MVP before he got hurt. Now he has zero chance of winning it, too, because he's, even if he comes back and plays phenomenal the last eight or nine games or whenever he returns, the body of work isn't going to be there for him. Chris Paul, who has historically been injured a lot, especially down the stretch of seasons, has been there most nights for the for the Phoenix Suns and has played at a very high level in games that matter the most for them. 
So it's not a career achievement award because I'm not a fan of that. I'm not going to say he's been a great player for so long and he's going to get it now because he was passed over by Kobe in 08 or anything like that. I think just based on his body of work this season for the team he's playing with and the conference he's playing in, he, for me, will be the most viable player this year. Chris? I just want the award to go to someone who's been I, – I, I'm with I'm, – I, I want someone who's been playing for most of the season. So, no, I'm sorry. Like, I just – this this whole like I don't know. I mean, you got hurt. What are you going to do? All right, let, let me let me just read you numbers, okay? Can I can I do that for you a little Absol- bit? Absolutely. The, sure. the, the eye popping numbers, and this is over his last few games. All right. So <laughs> thirty eight seventeen. Four assists, block, steal, 14 of 23, three threes, seven of nine from the line. Then it goes again, 28, 13, eight assists, 36, 34, 39, 13, 36, seven, 27, 10, one dud, 14, nine, 35, six, 24 8, 23, and these are in blowouts. 23 7, 40 19, 24 13, 42 13. I mean, and he plays defense. I just don't understand. He's like, how you could say he's not the best player in the league this year. He's playing, he's played well. He's playing well right now, for sure. He's having a phenomenal season. stretch. He's having a phenomenal stretch. Well, you no, say he's done it the whole year. The whole year is. Being healthy to play the entire year. Well, so I mean that that you're does matter. That one stretch, it does it does matter. You know, your durability does matter. So that, you hold it against them. Yes, so unfortunately. Yeah. I'm, I'm, if I'm being fair, yes, absolutely. Being fair, you got to play. You know that Embiid is so much is so much better than and is more important. To him, like to his team, he's got to score. He's got a board. He's he's the best big in the game. I don't think the gap between him and Jokic is as big as you believe it is. Listen, Jokic has had a, bu- a bunch listen, of good name games player. like that, too. Okay, he's a, yeah, listen, triple doubles, I get it. But he plays no defense, and he's on a team that's got other players around them. All right, and again, in a in a tougher conference, which I think is can't be discounted. And again, if I'm taking Joker out of it, and I go back to my guy Chris Paul, Look where he has them at the top of the Western Conference with right. with only 17 losses. Joel Embiid is – and quite honestly, if Joel Embiid had not missed that stretch of time and was putting up these numbers, I would have no debate with you. If he wins the award, I won't have a giant debate. I'd see it. I can see it happening. But for me, your durability well, just is important. give me your, your vote. No, he's not giving, I'm not giving him my vote. No. Absolutely You love Embiid. Just give him it's an anti-cush vote. Oh, and I look, I love Embiid. You know, I've, we've talked about this for years, how much I love Joel Embiid. I have nothing against him personally. The big fell some love, man. The big man gets no love. Hey, I'm with you. I love. Hey, I want a revolution to the big man. I love the fact that Doc has him putting his butt back in the post and stop shooting all those threes. You know, yeah, he's also a great three point shooter. He is. He's improved as a three point shooter as well. But he's he's establishing himself and himself he makes more free down throws. Low. Like, oh my god, he's as complete I a player him, as dude, a big I, man. I, I, my like the other night I watched him and I went, like I marvel sometimes. Like, to me, it's like walking through the ancient streets of Florence and seeing the Duomo. 
or a Sunday stroll to Louvre. Like I'm watching the art of movement, and I have not, I have not felt that way or seen anything like that in an NBA game since that. I marvel with a guy, and I said the same thing. At his size, how does he do? How does he do that? And that's Iverson. And with Iverson, I went, oh my god! At his size, how does he do that? Being among the trees and fearless and scores at will, and it. And being at seven two, I go, oh my god! At his size, how does he have that handle and that touch and that footwork? Well, I mean, I, I think Akeem did it before him, uh, but yeah, yeah. But I Akeem mean, was six eight. He's seven yeah. two. Yeah, I mean, and though that and was three hundred pounds. That was the comp. Is he three thirty? Yeah, dude. Yeah, he was like three seventy. Is, right is, is he still pounding those uh, those in and out no, double he's doubles? In shape. No, he's, <laughs> like, in shape. he's in shape. He is he's as big. lean. Of, he's, mean, a, he's, yeah. he's pretty lean for three thirty. I'll say that. That's a that's a he carries it extremely well. If that's yeah, the I mean, you know, like like trust me, like he's. I would have gone two sixty or two two seventy no. before three thirty. No, he's over three hundred. Yeah, he's over three hundred. He may, I, you know, again, I'm, I might be exaggerating 330, but he might, he's definitely over 300. That I know. He's a monster. Yeah. Again, I would not be, I would not have a giant argument if he wins it, but he's not getting my vote. I'll put it that way. All right. All right. Uh, Fig, hit us with some trending and then we'll get to the next topic. All right. Well, we'll start with some, uh, some major league baseball action in Los Angeles. Padres picking up their third straight victory over the Dodgers, second in this current four game series in LA. Six to one was the final score. Fernando Tatis Jr. had two home runs off of Clayton Kershaw, former Dodger U Darvish, allowing just one run in seven innings of work. Jacob DeGrom of the Mets pitching a gym, complete game shutout, drove in a run as well, struck out 15 batters as the Mets beat the Nationals six to nothing. John Carlos Stanton went deep twice for the Yankees as they beat Cleveland. Giants beat Miami. Yadier Molina with a home run as the Cardinals beat Cincinnati. In the NFL, the Chiefs acquiring Pro Bowl offensive tackle Orlando Brown Jr. from Baltimore for four draft picks, three of which will be in next weekend's draft, including Kansas City's first-round pick. Baltimore will also send the Chiefs their second and sixth-round picks in this year's draft. In the NBA, Kyrie Irving had 15 points, 11 assists, and nine rebounds as Brooklyn defeated Boston. Atlanta dominated Miami despite not having Trey Young and Clint Capella in the lineup and Steph Curry 32 points leading Golden State over Denver Memphis getting 33 from John Morant in a victory over the Trailblazers back to the fellas all right that's us we are the fellas that's Figgy Psycho Chris Bo I'm cuz right here every week on Fox Sports Radio all right the second part of the four second thing we argue Rich Hill this week said he talked about MLB rules and all the experiments that are going on in the minor leagues. And Rich Hill said they should just leave the game alone. That you're trying to change the game for a bunch of people who don't like the game, who don't care about the game. So what's the point? Two-part argument. Should Should the MLB change its rules... And does the fact that this early season and the numbers being up so dramatically, does that mean anything to the idea and the concept of changing the rules since these are all rules that are in the minor leagues? Figgy? 
So for the the first part, uh, I I tend to agree with Rich Hill. I mean, look, you have to look at every individual situation. If you look at starting the runner on second base, I'll admit I hated the rule initially. Uh, I'm kind of warmed up to it ever since last season and coming into this season. As long as you're not drastically changing how the game is being played, I don't necessarily mind it. You know, uh, people talk about the automated strike zone. I might be able to get on board with that because you see too too often where umpires are just destroying games and getting bad calls after bad call. That's something I wouldn't necessarily mind. The defensive shift situation is a tough one for me because it's all within the rules at this point. You're talking about telling teams where they can and can't position people defensively. I think it's up to the hitter to adjust, not for the defenders to stop playing defense. So there's some things that I'm willing to bend on. But if we're talking about dr- 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 drastically changing the way that the game is played to appeal to people, to Rich's point, who don't like the sport anyway, and by the way, may not like it even after you change the rules. Right. I wouldn't I would not do that. And look, the uptick in ratings are encouraging, but I would want to see a, a longer return than just a month and a half or, or two months of results before I start saying baseball is back and everybody loves it again and it's perfectly fine. Yeah, I, I agree with Rich Hill too. I go bleep them. Yeah. Listen, you don't like the sport, they don't like the sport. Mm-hmm. I mean it gets what it is what it is. Yeah. I don't really care for the runner on second mm-hmm. and extras. All right, like I'll live with it. So I'm not going to go. Cry. I'm not going to cry about it. Yeah, it's not the most egregious thing for me. Right. You know? The one thing I will cry about that I hate is the seven inning double headers. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't like either of them. I uh, I am in favor of uh, automated strike zones, though. Okay, yeah, I can I can get behind that. Uh, it's it's especially egregious for a team like watching the Dodgers, who their guys don't chase. Like we, we the none of those batters go up there and swing at pitches out of the zone. So when you have umpires calling balls that are like six inches off the plate strikes, it just screws up their entire uh, approach. And I I I have to think that that's part of why they're just slumping so badly offensively right now too, because they have not been getting any favorable calls on those outside balls. Yeah, yeah, I I hear you, and I and I would be behind that, um, Chris. So as far as changing up the game, I, I'm kind of with Rich Hill. Like, I I I'm getting the sense on where the seven ending double headers are coming from, and where the you know the runner the runner uh, to start extra innings is coming from. In that, I think it's less about. I think I think it was intended to try to get people to watch who just aren't going to watch but I could see it I could see an argument for it in the sense that look we're we're just burning through pitchers like nonstop sometimes especially in this age where you know it, it's not it's not just you know you have your starter in for 6 7 couple of bridge guys and a closer bullpens are more dynamic than that um however as far as where this you know the season's starting I mean obviously it's not because of these rules but I think where baseball's really being good right now is that we're finally getting storylines in baseball. And that's what makes a sport at the end of the day is what kind of storylines you have, what can you sell to people? And again, the Padres with with Tatis is good, the Dodgers is good, West Coast baseball has been fantastic. Even out, you know, east, you you have times and tribulations with the Yankees. How about your boy Badu? Akil Badu has been fantastic. I know, you know, you keep mentioning Rob Parker. Rob Parker you want to talk about a guy who believes in Nikhil Badu right there. He's been hot, hot as you can be. And just teams and 
just teams all around. We're talk we have so many storylines in baseball that we just wouldn't have in years past. And I think that more than anything, like baseball is is tinkering with I think problems it never really had. People weren't really minding games going long. People weren't really minding double headers or you know, extra innings that would go to 12 or 13. They were minding that they didn't know who anyone was. They didn't know, like, you you can't sell just brand logos. You have to sell them players. And that's where the, you know, people talk about Mike Trout not having much of a personality. That does hurt it, but, I mean, there, there's, you tell me baseball lacks for personality? Go find some guys and put them on the big screen or, or hype them up or do whatever you got to do. And, yeah. In their def- yeah, in their defense, Chris, they've done that a lot more. So specifically with Tatis, yes, you can't watch yeah. a broadcast. You can't watch a football broadcast without seeing a commercial ad with Fernando Tatis in it. I don't know whether that's him and his marketing, or if that's Major League Baseball. Regardless of who it is, you know, uh, he is definitely like one of the faces of baseball that you want to promote right now to kind of get it out there for a younger audience. Yeah, yeah. and I know. Yeah, you you mentioned. I mean, Trout obviously they weren't able to do it, and Bryce Harper. I think they tried to sell him, but. Just I, I don't know. Harper didn't really catch on. I think they are onto something with Tatis, and there's other young guys coming up that uh, the, will definitely get some play. They they tried too hard to lean into the like the the guys that play the game the right way, right? And then you know that was when you had a chance to like really get like Mookie Betts and Mike Trout as household names. And now that they have Tatis, they're going really hard the other way. And trying to trying to do the uh, you know let the guys have fun. Yeah, I I would hope they would have no, seen a few years ago when we had the Puig mania, like yeah. how much people glommed onto that. Like no, just, they tried to suppress they, that. They, yeah, that, they was, yeah, yeah, that was a mistake. They yeah. suppressed yeah, that. Now he ended up being you know a bit a of a, a bit of a nutcase yeah. too, yeah. in in different senses outside of his baseball, and he was a bit of a, a locker room cancer. But yeah. just for his flair on the field, the with the enthusiasm that he played with, they tried everything they could to try to hem him in, and not you know, put him in the spotlight. And I think you're right. That was a mistake. And I think maybe they're learning from that with Tatis now. Yeah. And you're just having exciting teams out there, be it the White Sox, the A's, the Mariners, the Red Sox, all of these teams, the, the, the Mets or the Dodgers or. Well, I mean, how about the Grom last night? My God. You know, having star power. 15 strikeouts. Amazing. Yeah. Star power in major markets. You know, having the Mets have DeGrom and having Lindor now. I know the Yankees have gotten off to a slow start. Uh, but look at Boston. You know they've gotten off to a faster start than anybody would have thought they'd be out to. And Twelve this year. straight for Oakland is just unreal. yeah, yeah. No, they and they're good. And they started like, really. They started zero really six or something, yeah. or they at least lost six in a row early in I think the season. It was one and seven. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing, amazing stories, man. I agree. Baseball uptick. We love it. Coming up. We're going to give you two more, including we'll go to college football. And we passed 420 this week. What you do when you got the munchies. <laughs> we had a big argument over where you're headed. Oh, did you really? Okay. Yeah. This is good. All right. So we'll do that as well. Fellas on Fox. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events... 
You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. All right. Welcome back, fellas. All right, here we go. You ready? Let's get right to it. College football, Figgy, and it's interesting. Yes. The committee, and this is something that we've argued before. For, yep, for a few years now. The committee is considering expansion and has even discussed as many as 16 teams in a playoff. Now, I'm not going to say who long ago came up with a 16-team playoff and was laughed at by uh, the great Lincoln Kennedy and the great Figgy. Still laughing. Kevin Figures. But here it is. The college football committee is saying, you know what? Let's have a real tournament. Let's go 16 well, no, they're not saying let's go to 16. Well, They've discussed up to yeah. 16. Let's yes. let's not, you know, hold on. Hold on, yeah. Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> let's not do some yeah, subjective about, editing of the, uh, yeah, of the copy yes, here. Yes. <laughs> Correct. From six teams, which I love, to 16 yes. is the range. Yes. Your thoughts about that? 
Well, first of all, I say it's about time. And also, it's not going to happen anytime soon. They're still going to let the contract run out through 2025. But I'm encouraged, at the very least, that they're at least talking about this because I believe we can all agree four is not enough for sure. Now, for me, I've always said I can deal with eight, but six is the sweet spot for me because I want to maintain the integrity of the regular season. And I want to say the, the, it should not be like the NFL. The college football and the NFL are two different games, and they should be two different games. And I do believe big-time regular season matchups, specific, specifically late-season matchups, will lose a lot of meaning if you have two teams you know are going to the playoff facing each other. How many classic old-school SC Notre Dame games have we had in the last week of the season? Well, if one is 12-1 and one and one is 11-0 and 0 going into the game and they both know they're going to the playoff in a 16-team or a 12-team format, the game has no meaning. You know, back in the day, now I'm not saying uh. BCS was good. We shouldn't do that. That's that, that was ridiculous too. Yeah, but the game still has meaning though. I mean, how you, you could either have seeding, right? What seeding could mean something, a higher seed. Mm. Uh, you can have home field depending on how they play that. Probably not, but yeah, I don't think they do that because they still want to yeah. maintain the bowls I, too. I know, I know. So if you're not playing for a potential home fi- for home field, then what are you playing for? And even like, well, it's a rivalry game and it's still important. I was like, I, maybe early on to a point that that'll be true, but eventually, why why wouldn't they start low managing guys at the end of the regular season in a game that's meaningless to the in this from the standings or the playoff standpoint? And that's my fear of expanding the playoff going too far when you start getting into 10, 12, 16. Eight, I think you can probably deal with. There's so many I prefer teams, six. though. Like there's so there, there are so many teams. You, you you know you think about the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. And then you think about big time college football. Yeah, it just lends itself to, to way to way more teams. But how many teams are, have a legitimate shot of winning a national championship? If we're keeping it real, if we're being honest with ourselves. All right, so you know you got your SEC, SEC squads, right? <laughs> yes. What three, four of them? Usually every year. Yeah, usually three of them are in the the, the playoff as it is to begin with. So just give me four. <laughs> All right, right. You would have four SEC. You, I mean, you might have four Big Ten, three Big Ten. That's kind of underlying my problem about any kind of expansion. Like, so you, you got I, SEC, you got Big Twelve. I mean, you got uh, ACC, and you got Pac twelve. I mean, and then you'll have a couple teams. That are from the small, the other conferences well, if, that deserve a shot. If we're looking at just the top eight last year in the college football playoff rankings, we'd be including Florida at eight three, Coastal Carolina eleven and zero. Yeah, I want to see Coastal in. play. You want to see Coastal get, in, get boat raced? Right? Yeah, but they. I mean, I I just well, think but as long BYU as we, didn't boat race them, and they and they have the, the number two pick in the draft. I just don't believe that as long as we maintain this faux poll that plenty of people can look at it and can't point to that it's deserving. And plenty of people come up with ideas saying this is more about teams that would look good on TV. Like we we need a better system of getting smaller conferences and all of the power five conferences into this as far as automatic bids rather than just whatever a committee thinks looks good. Yeah, well, that's where that's where the 16 comes in. Yeah, but I mean, again, so, so the, I, would, so the coastal has to be in it. This would in take 16. Florida, though. I mean, no, yeah, 16, sixteen, sure. But I mean, we well, still that's not my going. argument. Sixteen. Bring back the BCS. Ew. I don't think sixteen gets you a Pac-12 Ew, team by last year's rankings. No, well, forget about the forget, But there had to be a Pac-12 team. Well, if you, you're going to you expand got, it gotta, that far, right? Yeah. You got to be All every right. conference. Fellas, we'll continue on the side on Fox.
All right, welcome back. Good, 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 good morning to all across the nation where the fellas, he's the fig, Kevin Figures. Yes, sir. And uh, of course, we got Psycho Chris. Uh-huh. And Bo. Hello, Bo. I'm Cuz, and together we're the fellas right here. On Fox Sports Radio. Hey, listen, a couple things. Fellas are brought to you by Navian. For hot water that never runs out, go tankless with Navian. Navian tankless water heaters provide endless hot water for spa-like comfort. Visit tanklessmadesimple.com and save hundreds with local rebates. Tanklessmadesimple.com. All right, also... I need to encourage you guys because Thursday night is the draft. First round of the NFL draft. And for the very best NFL draft coverage, be sure to tune into Fox Sports Radio throughout the first round of the draft on Thursday night. You can catch the NFL's best information man, the one, the only Jay Glazer. Did I ever tell you how I got Jay Glazer his first job? No. In the business? Really? Shit. What that? Creating yeah. stars left and right there, Anthony. Look at you. Yes, I will tell you. Yes, I will tell you. The second draft analyst, Bucky Brooks, former number two pick, LeVar Arrington, and Fox's Kevin Burkhart, as they'll be live throughout the first round beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern on Thursday. They'll have pick-by-pick predictions and reactions to all 32 first-round picks. That's Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern with Jay Glazer, Bucky Brooks, LeVar Arrington, and Kevin Burkhart right here on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Yeah, so I was at the New York Post, and I used to do these like really long features and essays. I used to love it. I used to travel the country and interviews, profiles, and these long pieces. And so I got really friendly. A lot of NFL stuff, and I got really friendly with Jay. Jay was working for the Giants Weekly, hmm. for the New York Giants Weekly. Okay, I was like, "Was it the team paper or yes?" Okay, it was a team paper. It was a weekly paper called the Giants Weekly. There was a couple of the Eagles had one, the Jets had one. Okay, anyway, so the Dolphins I know had one. So Jay was working for that was working for that paper, and I go. I told my boss, I go, you got to talk to this guy. He's sharp. He's really, really talented. He's good. He's, he's good. You got to talk to him. And my boss was named Greg Gallo. He was a New York City legend as one of these hard scrabble ink stained wretches, okay. right? Like, you know, he was a New York newspaper man mm-hmm. who would say, I need you. So I would write these pieces. And he'd say, you got to take your pink panties off when you write. <laughs> he sounds like J. Jonah Jameson from Spider-Man fans. Yes. That was him. <laughs> That's who I think of. Yes. It was it. In fact, he could have played. J- I think they got that character off yeah. of Greg. Yeah, maybe they created him off of a Greg, the guy you're talking about. Yes, yeah. Greg Gallo. In fact, his brother was a cartoonist for the... Uh, the opposite, our our competitor, New York Daily News. Mm-hmm. And remember, and yeah, at that time, Rob Parker was there. He was at Newsday, and Chris Broussard was at the Times. Wow! So we were all we were all in New York, and Jay 
was again Giants Weekly. So I told my boss to hire. So he started, he hired Jay, and Jay did an NFL column every week, like a notes column with all rumors. And the rest is history. Wow. Yeah. Now, Interesting, right? Did any of those rumors that you remember that actually came true, like a big trade or a big oh, signing? Oh, yeah, no, he had no, he had great information. Yeah, was he still uh, training, uh, doing MMA fights back then? I guess is the question. Doing his uh, MMA training? He was, no, I think no. Wearing his affliction no, t-shirt. Pre MMA, <laughs> he was in good shape, but it was pre MMA. Yeah, yeah, a, a great dude, Jay. Yeah, and uh, very, uh, very plugged in. No doubt, always has been. So. It's a fun, it's a funny story how you never know where your path may lead, Figgy. That's right. That's the lesson of life. So, let's get back to it because uh you're going to be getting out of here. We're going to be uh, shifting over to a little uh betting talk mm-hmm. and you want to you don't want to miss this coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh but Fig, a couple things. Let's get back to the college football. Okay. So, your so Chris's vote, your vote is 6. Chris's vote is what? You just want to blow it up? I just want to. I I think the problem in the college football playoff isn't the number of teams; it's how the selection works. Is my stance? Well, I don't. I don't I mean, want to focus. How, how do you figure it? I mean, what's your I, solution? I, I I don't have one other than I just want to see more automatic oh, bids for winning conferences, and All right. because again, like I can keep, I can go back and. Uh, this year in the top 16, we wouldn't have had the Pac-12 ever going by these polls. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, you got to give automatic burst to, yeah. the, to, to, to right. the... If you're doing that, you have to. Right, but yes. again, I, I think that's the more pressing issue right now, uh, rather than Well, that's why if you go 16, teams. yeah, but if you go 16, now there's no complaints. But again, like the pressure is not on the playoff committee to change their format still, that it, to, to go from this faux poll to... Anything that would give conferences automatic bids, automatic seats at the table. Well, I mean, even back in the BCS days, I mean, there were automatic bids for the major conferences, even if you were ranked. I believe Pitt won the ACC, and they were like 75 yeah. one year, and they were technically ranked like 20th, but because, yeah, they, won the, worked, because yeah. they won the conference, they got it to a BCS bowl. There's a way to do it within the polls to be able to make it work. Yeah. Right, but with the playoff committee, it's it's kind of out the door, and again, like I, I just look at, tw- okay, throw, throw last season out because it wasn't really, not everyone was playing the same seasons, but even in 2019, Wisconsin at 10 and 4 gets to be 11, while Memphis and App State, who are really good teams those years, are way down at 7 and 19. They would have been left out of this, of even a 16 team play. Well, it's different because you're going to do a committee, like you're going to do the selection committee, like you would in the, in the, in the in basketball. I mean, we, we have a selection committee right now. It's yeah, the but it's going to be, committee. yeah, but it's going to be different. I mean, a if team it's like, different, then that's fine 16, by me, but it's not. Yeah. But these, well, at 16, you know that Appalachian State's going to be a part of it. Yeah, it's always going to be. It's easier to to do it in basketball because there's so many teams. You right. know, it's hard to to rank teams based on merit when there's so even 16 is just so few in comparison to how many FBS teams there actually are out there. So somebody's going to be left out in the dark. I will agree with this. There's less of a gripe for number 16 or number 17 arguing they should be 16 than for number five arguing they should be number four. Right. I just think and I do understand that. that Right. My only point is that you're going to have like the Appalachian states of the world are going to get in because they're interesting. Are they? But that's that's my whole point is yeah. that we have an opaque 
system right now from a committee that doesn't really they they try to give us an explanation but i'm sorry those explanations are always kind of after the fact i i nobody knows the criteria for getting into the college football rankings or where they put them and some years it feels like they're just making things up as they go that needs to be changed before i can commit to any kind of major overhaul they do have guidelines you know about you know strength of schedule matters a margin of victory matters and and all of that so they do have scalable you know ways to determine who gets more points over another now it's going to be difficult for your cincinnati's or your app states or you know schools like that because unless they just schedule two or three non-conference opponents who are in major conferences which few teams would do you know you're just not going to be able to get that um but there's i agree with anthony there's a way around it there's a way and by the way yeah. I, to be honest with you i don't i don't want it to happen anthony but I, I think we're probably skewing towards closer to 12 14 or 16 because the more teams the more tv revenue you get yeah the well, more meaningful right, games right that on. you have and yeah. so we know money drives everything i could see, i i agree with that especially since we've kind of seen this last bowl season anything that wasn't a playoff bowl has just had its ratings just utterly annihilated. No one cared. Absolutely. No no one cared is right. All right. Question number four, the four in our four debate is the munchies. We passed four. (laughs) And uh, I had a funny, we had a funny debate over the best, uh, let's just call it trance food. So if one late, late night on a Friday or maybe tonight, you're in a bit of a trance, uh, and you get really, really, really hungry. What are you diving into? Oh man, I I All have right. one. Go I, ahead, Chris. You're first. I have one. You're gonna I, give me something crazy. Well, I made this for 420. To be honest, so this is just showing you where I was. But it is a Swedish casserole dish called Flying Jacob. It is shredded chicken. You put it in a casserole dish, and you cover it with a, uh, a mixture of well, and you also put on top of it some sliced bananas, and you cover it with a mixture of whipped cream and sweet chili that you've mixed together. There's a lot going on. Oh, hold a- on, I'm, I'm I'm only halfway through it. So you put that in the you put that in the oven. You let it bake for about 20 minutes. You take it out. You serve it with rice, and you top it with with chopped bacon and peanuts. And I swear to I'm you, speechless, I'm speechless. I swear to you, it I sounds I thought you were going to go like frozen pizza no, I sw- or Doritos. This is the best thing on earth, all right? This is this, you would not think this works, and yet somehow this works, and it's amazing. All right, real quick, real quick. Let me, I'll indulge you. Bananas, yes. whipped cream, mm-hmm. shredded bana- chicken. Shre- ew, shredded chicken. With banana. Sweet, sweet chili as well. Sweet, that's a lot going beans. on. That's a that sweet a, chili and yeah. and and ew. bacon, bacon peanuts, rice. Yeah, rice. You get the chicken, the bacon, and the cheese. I'm with you. No, no, there's no cheese. And the rice. I thought you said cheese. I thought you said cheese on top. No, there's no cheese. There's whipped cream. No, no, cream, cream, cream. Oh no, you lost me with the whipped cream. Nope. Well, nope, I mean, no. it's like heavy cream, but yeah. So. All right. No, nah, I think oh I'm passing God, on that dude, one. I, I, Where's the vomit emoji? Right. The green, like, <laughs> uh, Bo, what do you got? Too. Uh, you what? Know, what? What? What powder? 
You say curry powder? Curry powder, yes. Oh, no. Dude, you are just... No, God you, bless is you. It, this is what happened. You psycho Chris. Yeah, this is what happened. He got baked one night and just said, what this do I is, have in the cabinet? Let exactly. me just throw it all into a pie. Not. This, this is one of the most popular yeah. dishes in Sweden. Yeah, no, not that I... Not Next that time I, I'm, I'm, I'm in Sweden, I'll, I'll go for it, Rob. Not, not that I've ever done the stuff that you're implying uh, with this. But, I'm not uh, playing anything. If, I'm just saying, if, if you're in a late like trance yeah. and you're hungry, what are you going after? If, if I had, I would say uh, a peanut butter and powdered sugar sandwich. That would uh, peanut butter and powdered sugar. That's unique. Yeah, yeah that was uh, just taking some of the work out of the uh, jelly there. Yeah, maybe uh, <laughs> maybe I was uh, feeling a little loopy at like 2 a.m. and uh, those were the first two things I saw in peanut my cabinet. Peanut butter and powdered sugar on toast. Or? No, just just. Basically a PB and J with no jelly. P- uh, On the gummy oh, yeah. white bread. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I might be able to get with that, Bo. It, I do like me some powdered it sugar. It wasn't bad. No, it, it, it did. I mean, that's, did that's a lot better than the, than yeah. the sweetest fish. I swear, <laughs> I'm going to bring fish. this in. I, next time you're in town, I'm going to bring some of this in, and you're going to try it, and you're going to get blown away. Anthony is now never coming to. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be doing the show from like the from Malibu, right? Oh, I'm in Philadelphia. No, I'm not in Malibu. Uh, um, man, Chris, that's crazy. Fake. I, I don't know. I was thinking, you know, you go Doritos or pretzels mm-hmm. or I. So I'll go either potato chips, right? So I'll go goldfish, which I think I've talked about on the show here before. I love me some goldfish. Yes. Uh, and like the Chex Mix or the Gardettos. I don't know if you know what the Gardettos are, but they're like a little snack. Um, you have to get Gardettos if you're in like a gas station. Those are so good. What, are, what is that? What's a Gardetto? So it's hard. It's it's not chips, but it's like a bunch of little um um they're like mini Italian breadsticks and rye chips and pretzels. It's like right. it's it's a trail mix, but it's very it, it's very like Italian bakery themed. I was gonna say a bougier trail mix to a to a certain degree, okay. but it tastes great. Tastes You're rather bougie fantastic. trail mix. Yeah. I've never had it, and I usually know all that stuff. No, Gardettos yeah. are really good. But look, you can get, you can never go wrong with this standard Chex mix. Works too, you know. Cheese Chex mix if you're if you're feeling really froggy, you know. But those are my <laughs> that's my go to. Some give me some simple goldfish. If there are some some uh, nacho cheese Doritos laying around, I'll, I'll pop those yeah. open too. Yeah, but keep it simple. About, yeah, keep I, it simple, Ant. Maybe a little frozen pizza. Yeah. You know, something whatever. Oh, that's classic. What are you going I, with? I, I, I go with either potatoes, barbecue potato chips mm-hmm. that I like. I don't keep in the house because of that. Yeah, is that, because, hey, trust me, I, I get that. Yeah, I crushed a bag. Family, like I didn't realize it. Uh, I was just, I was in a trance. I don't know what happened. I don't, even, I don't really the remember. Peanut um, butter pretzels, by the way, do that to me too. I can't oh buy my those. God. It's for me. It's sour cream and cheddar ruffles. Uh, those I lived, are good. I lived That's in Canada fun. for two oh, years. It's, I don't like the ruffles, but I get it. Yeah, yeah. but I, I lived in Canada for two years, and they did not have the cheddar ruffles flavor up there. And every time my mom would send me a care package, it would be like, you've got to include me a supersized bag of those ruffles. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go. go insane. That's all right. All right, uh, Fig, you're the man, brother. Great show. Thank you, Ant. Thank you, boys. We love you, buddy. Love you, Fantastic. too. Fantastic. We'll see you next week. You got it. Uh, we'll come back. Our betting analyst, uh, you're going to love him. Brad Feinberg is his name. And uh, he's. we're going to go look at the NFL draft through the eyes of a better. And uh, hopefully you guys can make some money. We're the fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. 
All right, welcome back, fellas. I'm Anthony Gargano, and we got Chris, Psycho Chris. Do you like that, Psycho Chris? I like Bo. it. <laughs> Bo, thanks to Figgy, it was phenomenal, as always. And don't forget, fellas are brought to you by Discover. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted in 99% of places in the United States that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. All right. I'm pleased to welcome our next guest. Now, he's going to be with us. From here on out, he's a terrific, terrific betting analyst, and he knows. He, what I like him is that he's a great guy, but he's and he's a great sportsman. He's a geek like all of us who just love the games, and uh, he's really good. By the way, what he does, let's welcome Brad Feinberg to the program, Bradley. Anthony, how are you, buddy? Great to hear your voice. <laughs> Great to hear yours, my man. All right, we do this back in Philly, and I thought the nation should hear your picks, too. It's not fair. So, <laughs> well, I look forward to helping making everyone money. Um, you know, it's something I love to do. I love to give good information, and uh, I have no doubt that we're going to do well for everyone. All right, so, and I can vouch that every week uh, you do very well for those people in uh, the Philadelphia area. So let us begin before we get, because I want to get heavy into the NFL draft sure. uh, coming up. But first, before we do that, you it's a big day. It's a Saturday. It's a Saturday game day. Uh, what do you like? You like anything? Anything pop out? Yeah, you know, and it's it's interesting, Anthony. And it, I am going to go in the NBA. There's there's two games that stick out to me. First one being um, Milwaukee Philadelphia. Um, you know, the line in this game is seven and a half. I, you know, Anthony, this is just a game. I I don't quite understand why Milwaukee continues to get the respect they're getting this year. They're just they've been a mediocre team, certainly against the number, they're only twenty six and thirty two, um, and they're still being priced as that team that to me last year and the year before was the best team in the NBA. I don't think they're the best team in the NBA right now. And look, we have a Philadelphia team that you know. With ben Simmons probably not going to play today. Uh, He's definitely he, not going to play. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, Ben Simmons is clearly one of the best players in the NBA, and Philadelphia's second best player. But right now, this line, Anthony, it's seven and a half. I just think this line is way too high. Now they just did play two nights ago, and Milwaukee did win by seven, um, but it was a game they actually even should have won by more. Uh, so I get that, but. Um, Again, I, I think these teams are just much closer than I made this line according to my power rankings without Ben Simmons. Without Simmons, I thought this line should come in at like four and a half, five. I think there's real value taking Philadelphia. I think we're getting an extra two and a half points here um, because I think Milwaukee just continuously is being priced as a dominant team. Just don't see them that way. I think Philadelphia keeps this one close. Wouldn't you be surprised if they win the game? After? I think seven and a half, way too high. And the other one that I like, uh, look, you know, you're the number one team against the spread this year in the NBA has been the New York Knicks, and yeah. Thibodeau is really, in my opinion, deserves so much more respect than he's getting in terms of Coach of the Year honors. Uh, I know they don't have the best record in the NBA or anything like that, Anthony, but 
in terms of covering spreads, which is a gamblers, what we're looking for, no one's been better than this New York team. They're 38 and 21 in, uh, against the number. And look, they're playing a Toronto team that is really kind of made their intentions known. They've kind of been, you know, kind of tanking. They've been sitting guys out, you know, day in every single game. And, you know, who's going to even play? Do we know they're going to play Kyle Lowry or guys like that? Uh, Pascal Siakam? Maybe, maybe not. But even if these guys do play, I like New York here laying too. Um, you know, I just, the way these teams have played all year, um, Toronto, again, getting respect as a as a good team still. They haven't been a good team all year, Anthony. Um, I thought this line should have been a couple points higher. Uh, I like New York very much, laying the two. They've won eight in a row. I think they're going to yeah. get nine in a row. Wow. I mean, they're an amazing story, too. They are. They really Great are. Story. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll give you, it's interesting, a bet, Anthony, um, you can still get this, and it's it's widely available. Like most improved player, you know Julius Randle's going to win this award, okay? And 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 as gamblers, sometimes when you see a big number, you get intimidated, and they keep right around minus four hundred, minus five hundred area, and you think, okay, there can't be value laying minus four hundred or something like that. Well, certainly there can be because if you think there's a chance of ninety percent, that translates he should maybe be minus nine hundred. Um, there's no way Julius Randle's not going to win the most improved award. Me. There is no way. There is no way he will not win it. Um, again, I hate saying this, but it's borderline free money in the sense that uh, Randall is just going to win the award. Uh, and I think there's very good value taking him to win that, even mm-hmm. at a big price, minus 400, minus 500 area, because it's just something that's going to win. You'll wait a few months to get your money, but um, it has a lot of value. Anything, we argued the NBA MVP award a little bit. Sure. And- like I know that 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 Jokic is the favorite, yeah. But does he take any hit now? Because without Murray, they're going to slide, and you know the again the Sixers are now a half game out. So when Bead, but it beads back, and he's going to he has to play because I think Ben's going to be out for a, a little bit longer, probably sure. another week or ten days. So does does Embiid then because he's going to put up monster numbers? Is there more? Is there any kind of value? Can he come back and steal the award? Yeah, I'm gonna look, Anthony. Actually, I think it's the opposite. Uh, I look. First of all, their team's record right now: Denver's 38 and 21, Philadelphia 39 and 20. They're pretty comparable. Okay. Right now, they just there was a big uh, voting. Okay, where they took 100 media voter, voters. Okay, and out of the 100 voters, 91 voted for Jokic, five for Embiid. This was as of less than a week ago. So for Embiid to Switch the mind of those not about he would need to switch about half those ninety one voters in the next few weeks. I would say I think I'm a, I'm a math guy, I'm a probabilities guy. The chances right. of that happening are so remote, less than two percent. And again, minus you can get him right around minus three hundred. Again, Jokic is going to win MVP now. Do I think he necessarily deserves it? That's a different argument. Okay, because I think Embiid. Uh, you know, has been, in my opinion, the best player in the league this year. But what I think is irrelevant. I'm trying to, you know, make myself money, make any listener money, and the odds are, in my opinion, I think well above three out of four, well above, I think at least nine out of ten, at least, um, that Jokic wins the award just because everyone is giving him the award. And I don't see, barring injury, Anthony, barring injury, I don't think it's really, I think it would be almost statistically impossible for him to catch him. And you don't see any uh, – because we were talking about Chris Paul's getting a little bit of love. Yeah. And so is Steph Curry. 
could that kind of muddy things up if those guys start to to get even more traction? Like Curry could get more traction. I don't think he wins it, but he can <laughs> yeah, take votes away from people. I think it's too hard. Again, there's Anthony right now. There's only about like twelve games left. Okay, yeah. in that area for most of these teams, and. It's just Jokic's numbers are just too out of you know too out of worldly. I mean, he's averaging you know twenty six and a half points, eleven rebounds, nine assists, a steal and a half. His true shooting percentage is like He's just been too good, and uh, as good as again the MVP Anthony, it's just only one guy can win it. And you know, Chris Paul has been tremendous, and the Suns have been a, a great story this year for sure. Uh, Steph Curry, again, the run he's been on has been even for Steph Curry incredible. But again, we're talking about MVP. We're talking about only one person can uh, win it. This is not a, a thing where multiple people can win it. Jokic is going to win the award. All right, uh, sit tight, Brad, because I want to get into the NFL draft. And you can bet on the NFL draft, and Brad's going to give us some great picks, and we're going to compare our knowledge as the football guy and the betting guy. But first, we got to go to the Lord of Trendings, the one, the only, I Low. I Low. Good morning. Good morning, my friend. Always great to talk to you. Let's continue the NBA talk, the action on the court on Friday night. The Golden State Warriors trouncing Nikola Jokic's Denver Nuggets by 21 points, 118 to 97. Steph Curry, ah, ah, 25 ah, ah. is 32 in the second half. Ah, I like your evil villainous laugh there. I love how you positioned that first. Oh, you're the man, I know. Oh, that was purely a coincidence. <laughs> Draymond Green, 12 rebounds, tied a career high with 19 assists. Break up the Washington Wizards. They've won seven straight. They won at OKC by 20. Russell Westbrook, his 28th triple-double of the season, his ninth in his last 10 games. And Memphis winning at Portland 130-128 to as Ja ruled. John Morant, 33 <laughs> points and 13 assists. Major League Baseball on Friday night. play by you. Thank you very much. Glad you, glad you caught that there. Major League Baseball Friday night. The San Diego Padres defeating the world champion Dodgers 6-1. to How about this story? Fernando Tatis Jr. hit two home runs last night at Dodger Stadium. 22 years to the day that his father hit two Grand Slam home runs at Dodger Stadium in the same inning when he was playing for the Cardinals. Some college buddies invited me to that game. I turned them down. Wow. 22 years ago. Absolutely true wow. story. Yep. That's awesome. Mets shut out the Nationals 6-0. Jacob DeGrom, a complete game two at shutout. 15 strikeouts, no walks. A's winning at Baltimore 3-1, a 12-game winning streak for Oakland. Giancarlo Stanton, two home runs, and the Yankees 5-3 win at Cleveland. And finally, speaking of the Yankees... That's right. Let's hear it. Time for our Jam Master Jam of the Week. Here were the Yankees facing the Rays with Rugned Odor at the plates. The 2-0. Swung on. Hit in the air to right. It is high. It is far. It is gone. It's the first home run for Rugi Odor as a Yankee. You are odorific. Jatador Odor. And the Yankees now trail 5-2. You know what I love? 
he he'll break those out with the enthusiasm as if they're winning the World Series, and then he'll very subtly add that the Yankees are still trailing big, like it's a whoa yeah. from whoa, yeah. and the Yankees trail fifteen to four. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, genius. Thank you, Ilo. You are the best. He's the Lord of Trendings. All right, welcome back, fellas. Right here on Fox Sports Radio as we uh, give you a great sports Saturday every every week right here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, and joining us, let's get back to our conversation as uh, we're going to hit him up with the NFL draft over the rest of the show. Brad Feinberg, our betting analyst. All right, Brad, let's talk a little NFL draft, my man. What, what are you sniffing out? Before I even talk NFL draft, I want to just say one thing. Because you know, Anthony, I love finding like some very value, as you know, in props. And I got yes. a great one for your listeners out there. Oh, I, and again, I, when, it, when I forgot to mention this when we were doing the NBA. Fred Van Vliet, okay, he has played 46 games this year. In those 46 games, he has gone above, his over-under for this day is four and a half. He's gone over that 33 out of 46 games, 33 and 13. And then you say, okay, well, what's he done his last 100? 75 and 25. Wow. This is a gem, a gem of a bet, Anthony. Again, this is a bet that is winning 75% of the time in the last two years. This is a bet that this year is winning 72% of the time. The odds right now are four and a half, like even money. Either way, these are the kind of bets. If you can make these kind of bets, you can be a winning gambler. Take Fred Van Vliet. Over four and a half assists, incredibly strong bet, Anthony. Oh, that's awesome. That's that. that hey, I just want to say one thing to the audience. So uh, Brad is, when Brad hangs out with us, he, he's not selling anything. He's not telling you. He's not selling his picks. No, not he's at all. Not, I just try to help people. Right. He, he's not you know, affiliated with any, anybody on the show. He, we, we're, we're just legitimately talking about who we like, what we like, and Brad's got no agenda. Not at all. I I really, truly just like to help people. It makes me feel good, Um, and that's all I'm trying to do. Again, is show my work. Look, you could look at it and say, Fred Van Vliet, you don't like it, but I'm just, again, I do the research. Again, his last 100 games, 75 has gone over 4.5, 33 and 13 this year. It's a winning bet, and if you put in the time, you can find gems like that. doesn't mean that this individual bet's going to win, but I can tell you if you played it 100 times, you're going to make money on bets like this every day. But Anthony, uh, I'll tell you what, let's do this because we're going to have to take a quick break and then yep. come back for the draft. Let me ask you uh, any baseball today, because you're also a baseball man. Yeah, look, there, there was a few baseball games I did like. Griffin Canning of the Angels is going against Jake Odorizzi. Now, Jake Odorizzi really struggled last year. He's really struggling this year as well. I actually have Canning rating as the better better pitcher of the two, and I actually think the Angels have a better lineup right now than the Astros. Right now, you can get around plus a dollar thirty-two area plus in that range on Anaheim. I think that game, I made that game closer to a pick. Um, I thought it should be maybe minus 105 each way. Getting plus in the dollar 30s on Anaheim, Anthony, in my opinion, has real value. I think that's a really nice bet. That was probably my best baseball game of the day. Now, as a fan's point of view, you get a great matchup day of Garrett Cole going against Shane Bieber. Uh, that line, Cole's a slight favorite. Again, if anything, on that game, I would lean 
towards the Cleveland side. I think Bieber's been a little bit better than Cole these past few years, but that's not a game I'm personally betting. I, I try to bet only if I see edge. Um, I thought that line would come in around Pickham. Cole's a slight favorite, but again, my favorite game today is definitely the Angels. Again, I thought this line is overpriced, and we get a dog, you know, getting plus a dollar thirty something. Uh, and again, do you think should be Pickham? That's really nice value. Wow. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. That's, and uh, just for the audience purposes, Brad is a uh, master at the props, so he'll have some props with us each week. And yes, yeah, and I stuff. really pride myself on. I research it, I study it, and that's something that. Look, I always say what's so cool, guys, about everyone listening is. Now, you don't, you, when you bet, it doesn't have to be just, oh, who do you like in today's yeah. game? You could bet so many different things, and the props, I think, are a funner, easier way to attack things. That's right. All right, we're going to come back, and as promised, the NFL draft. And I know, uh, Brad, you've already made some bets on the NFL draft. Yes. And this is, uh, you've got some good stuff. It should be a lot of fun. So we'll take a look at that next. The NFL draft through a better's eyes. That's next. Fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, welcome back, fellas. Yeah. I'm Anthony Gargano. We got Psycho Chris and uh, Figgy just left. Ilo, the man, the producer, bro, Bo. And joining us, uh, our betting analyst, Brad Feinberg. All right, my brother, uh, let's talk draft. Give us some good plays if you want to actually bet on the NFL draft. Yeah, Anthony, a guy, the one that I've been kind of really been loading up on recently has been Mac Jones. Look, this thing is all about information, right? Um, and I go by people who I trust in NFL circles. And people in the know have all been saying, almost universally, Anthony, that Mac Jones is going to go third. People whose job it is to know. Now, could they be wrong? Sure. But right now, Mac Jones, to me, has real value to go third. And look, this isn't, if you, you have to search for this bet, but I just did it again yesterday, so it is out there. You can bet Mac Jones, there's an order of the three quarterbacks between Jones, Fields, and Lance. If you bet these two bets, which I both bet yesterday, I think these are right now the two best bets on the board. You can give it Jones to go first, Lance to go second, Fields to go third, getting 20 to one odds, and you can bet Jones to go first, Fields to go second, Lance to go third, getting five to one odds. To me, those are absolutely the most sensational bets you'll ever find, Anthony. Wow. I cannot tell you how much value I find in those bets. I will be very surprised if Mac Jones does not go third. If you want to take Mac Jones right now, he's around minus $1.50 just to go third. I think that's a really good bet as well. Um, I will be yeah, stunned right. if like, he does not go third. If you, bet the, if you think he's going third, you don't bet just him. Do the bet. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like if yeah. you think Mac Jones is going to go third, okay. Well, instead of laying a dollar fifty, a better way of attacking it is betting the order of those three quarterbacks. And again, I actually oh, that's think awesome. that. Yeah, I and I and I think that Lance has a real chance, Anthony, of potentially going second ahead of Fields. And right now, that bet is twenty to one odds. I see tremendous value in that. And another one I like, Anthony. It's interesting. Is uh, I believe that Devonta Smith, from what I understand, and people in, in, that I've 
respect and people I'm hearing. I hear Devonta Smith is maybe slipping a little in the draft because of his size. Not that he hasn't been a great player. He clearly has been a spectacular player in college. Yeah. Uh, but we, you know, a lot of the NFL is based on size mm-hmm. and, and just that that's how it goes by. And Smith is really a slight, one of the slightest yeah, guys with 166. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and he's I mean, really listen, I think he, ru- I think he's on, he runs on clouds, but you, you do have to be, you're right. 166 is, it's pretty small. It's pretty small. Yeah. I, I wish I could get down to 166 right now. Oh, no. but, but, but anyway. He's six feet. He's legit six feet, too. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the, you know, you could, that's around an even bet right now. Who goes first, Waddle or Smith? Uh, yeah. Waddle's maybe a slight favorite. I think there's edge taking Waddle there. And actually, and the way I attacked that was I took which the order of the big three receivers. Jamar Chase, Anthony, again, we talked about briefly, we talked about Jokic winning MVP, why I think there's value by even laying 300, and Randall winning uh, most improved, even laying minus 400, minus 500. Well, Jamar Chase, Anthony, is 90, you know, 99.5% chance is going to be the first receiver taken. You could still lay like minus 500, he's the first receiver taken. It's something that's going to win. In fact, they said it was just interesting. If they, they, all the scouts just had a thing of the, you know, who they ranked the best. Since Calvin Johnson, Jamar Chase became the first wide receiver to be unanimous, voted as the number one receiver uh, coming out of the draft. Since Calvin Johnson, he's going to be the first receiver taken. Yeah, you have to put up $5 to win a dollar, but you know what? The bet's going to win. But what I did was I bet Chase to go first. Waddle to go second, Smith to go third, and instead of laying a dollar twenty and a head to head matchup, I was able to take plus a dollar forty and wow. picking those three to, and that being the exact order. It was a way for me to switch the odds in my favor just by making Waddle going first, which we already know he's going to be. Um, and I'll give you a couple others, Anthony, that I like. Chase talk- going first, right? Chase is one hundred percent going to go first. Yeah. Chase is one hundred percent going to go first. Yeah. Look, you know, right now, Cleveland Browns. Will they draft a defensive player first or an offensive player first? I lead minus 200 on them to draft a defensive player first, yeah. Anthony. You know, look, when I look they at the team, desperately you know, need defense. We saw defense. that all. Yes. Yeah, and we know the only – they're not going to – they addressed the offensive line, which played great last year in the offseason when they got Conklin, mm-hmm. and, they, and the first-round pick uh, was a first-round – they went offensive line last year. They know, we know they don't need a running back. We know they, there's no tight end even for them to get because Pitts will be long gone. It's really go, Could it be a receiver? A slight chance, but I would be really stunned, Anthony, if they don't go um, defense. And you could lay like minus you know, 200. I think there's value there. And I will give you a couple others. Cowboys to draft a cornerback as their first pick, Anthony. As someone who watched this team last year all the time, this is a team that really needs help at cornerback. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I, we all think he, they go 13. They, oh, we all think they go 13. Now, you, they're minus 470 to draft the defensive player first. Well, if they're laying minus 470, I'd rather take cornerback at plus 100 because in case somehow they do sneak change and maybe take an offensive lineman because that was another area of need, in my opinion, for them, I'd rather just get the odds of being even money on them to take a cornerback, because I don't think they're going to go, even though I do think he's a great player, I don't think they're going to go Michael Parsons. I really think Sertain's going to be their guy. Wow, and then, that's even money? Even Sertain? money, which I think is a real value, Anthony. I, I yeah. really do, because I would be really surprised if they I do agree. not go him. Yeah. And I will say, if you're looking for like an, a bet to maybe get you some odds, which I think has a real, I think it's very live. I've heard Coach Zimmer talk for the Vikings 
all offseason. I have so many quotes talking about how important it is for this team to upgrade his defensive line to get pressure on the quarterback, how they didn't get pressure last year on the quarterback, and how now they really need to do that. Now, they also do need offensive line. This is a team that, that was one of their weaknesses on offense, even though they do have a great offense, Anthony. But I like them to take a defensive lineman getting plus 250. Um, I think it's going to be a defensive lineman plus 250. Again, I'm, I like those odds. Again, could it be offensive lineman? Yeah, those odds are around plus 110. But okay. I'd rather take the longer shot getting plus 250 because I think yeah. that's a bigger need, and I like that plus 250 for the Vikings. Wow. I, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Do you have where Sewell goes? Yeah, right now Sewell is over under anything. I like the over here. He's a guy. It's, his over under is five and a half. So you're basically saying, okay, is he going to go four to Atlanta? Okay. Or is he going to go five to Cincinnati? I just don't think Atlanta is going to take him um, with, with, with the dynamite having a guy like Pitts available or potentially even taking a quarterback. Or if they trade that pick, it's clearly not going to be Sewell. And, and then, look, Cincinnati, they I know that they though. do have offensive line issues, but as someone who watched a ton of Bengals games last year as well, their issues were actually more their guards and the center play, mm. not so much. Jonah Williams actually played well at tackle. Um, I just think that to give another dynamic weapon to Burrow, I think they're more likely to take a chase or a pits to be fell there. Right. I think Sewell's going to go over five and a half, and he's actually a guy I could actually see maybe if there's one guy in the quote-unquote elite category I, to slip Anthony, he'd be my pick. All right, I like it. Brad, real quick, because we're up against it. Where can people find you on Twitter? I'm at Brad's Best Bets. Again, Brad's Best Bets. Try to give out winning props every day to people. Again, yeah, I just want again, people to win. No, That's all I care no about. There's no catch, no nothing. He's not selling anything. He's just a sports geek who's really good at betting. Good job, Brad. Hey, listen, everybody. Thanks for hanging. As always, have a great week. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.